What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast that, uh, fuck it. Uh, guys, I forgot. I think a couple things are dying today. I don't know uh, if Sas- Saskatchewan Podcast is doing oh. anything. I actually don't know. I didn't read the whole email. <laughs> uh, no, they're just looking for new management, I believe. Okay, well, uh, do we still put the, the, the ads in? Well, might as well, right? I mean, or do we say nah? Or do we put our ads that we bet we made one day, boozy? <laughs> I would That's love awesome. to put those in someday. Those are great. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Connexus. Wellness, however you define it, is achievable. You don't even need to figure it all out yourself. Talk to Connexus. They'll give you guidance, motivation, and the push you need to reach your goals. They've got you, they're your financial partner, and they know you can achieve your very best, your financial best. Prove them right. Start right at Connexus Credit Union. Okay. Well, either way, if you you haven't, like, I'm sure I put something cheeky in the episode title that's going to give you some form of an idea of why the mood is at the point it's at right now. But I am Mitch. I'm one of your hosts. You hear every single week. And I always got my buddies. Kyle. And Boozy. Kyle and Boozy are here. And this is a special episode because it's going to be a landmark episode. This is going to be the the second time that Boozy and I have been dumped. (laughs) So It feels like high school all over again. Yeah, with that being said, we're going to be discussing all five Final Destination films. We're going to be doing the entire franchise before we send Kyle off to his final destination, which is hell. You're dead Perfect. to us. Bye-bye, Kyle. You go to hell, Kyle. You go to hell and you die. Kyle's leaving the show. Kyle yeah, it's the terror table. The rumors yeah. are true. The subreddit was correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, they say uh, it gets better. That's what they say. <laughs> Only time will heal. <laughs> Only time will heal. Um, but it's true. I, I'm sad to say, but this is unfortunately my last episode on the terror table as a, as a co-host, I guess. Maybe I'll pop back in here at some point for... Oh. Um, Brahms the boy three, but really you know, hope you, do. you know, like <laughs> maybe was, not for that, but I do hope you come back at some point. <laughs> I was thinking about that today because that's one thing is like when Diego left the show, it was because he doesn't like podcasting. <laughs> he hates podcasting and he didn't just, he got tired of the, the for the formula and having to stick to that schedule and everything. And it just wasn't for him. And that's totally respectable. But for Kyle, it's like, you know, it's a, it's always different. Like I, I, at least you haven't made it seem like you don't not like podcasting. Like you're definitely going to be back. You'll probably be on here just as much as you are lately. <laughs> Honestly, that is probably true. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to take, we're going to take the pressure off of you. Cause you got, you got a lot of stuff going on and you know what, like all, all of us do. And it's uh it goes without saying, this isn't going to last forever. Like <laughs> I hate to break it to you, to people who really, really like the show, but like yeah. the end is insight for even me i'm sure at some point but the thing is like boozy and i are going to just keep doing this the way that we do it and we're going to keep having fun as long as we're able to have fun but it's going to be a lot easier to manage with just us two and uh yeah i don't even know i was getting out there (laughs) well I'm, i'm happy to i'm happy to know that the invitation is open obviously in the future and uh i'm happy we're i'm going out on a bit of a arguably a high note because we are we got a marathon to run here right now. Yeah, we're about up. to run a train. Later on in the show here. 
Um, but before we get into all that fun stuff, I thought maybe we could walk down memory lane just a little bit. What do you, what do you guys, like what do you guys think about that? Some like soft music playing. Or is there anything else you guys want to say off the top? Like maybe I'm jumping in a little, a little fast here. What do you think? Um, what? Did you get a haircut? I didn't. I just haven't showered in a while. Oh, okay. Well, you look great. Mitch, did just, you get a haircut? I did. Yeah. Okay, so you look great too. Yeah, she took the fade a little. They, they call it a, a skin a fade. fade. Is that what like, the kids are calling it? Yeah, I don't know. I go to because I've got my haircut, but my mom and my sister have been my hairdresser my entire life. So since right, I right. moved out here, I was like, oh shit, I got to go get haircuts. They're and, like, how uh, much? How much Macklemore do you want? And you're like, I'll take one Macklemore. Don't you fuck? This ain't Mac Macklemore. I know. I'm saying you're one. You could go to five. You're not five. Oh yeah, exactly. You're, like you're just like, whatever one. you do, that, do not. That's make how they like do Macklemore. the the scale for, yeah. for, for yeah. a fade. Do you want a one or a five of Macklemore? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, Kyle, you're looking cute as always. Uh, wow. The only bummer, no pun intended, for what I'm about to say is that we can't see your dumper because um, uh, that's been one of my favorite things about having Kyle on the show is it was nice knowing it was such an easy answer anytime someone would ask Boozy or I like who's got the nicest ass on the terror table it was always such an easy answer when we had Kyle around and, and like, he would prove it he would yeah, prove it all the juicy. time it was the best juicy, baby especially when we were recording in person back in the day just strutting in and always yeah. always getting a nice dumper comment or yeah you know, uh, <laughs> now all oh. we got to do is look at your unmade bed Oh, and this thing's, it's never been made in my life. It's just. Honestly, I, I think a highlight of the show and Kyle's dumper was that time that his neighbor randomly gave him cookies, like oh, just in the middle I of forgot. the show. Oh, yeah. So he just had doorbell. to, yeah, he just had to bust it out real quick. It's like the doorbell. It, it was weird. The doorbell doesn't ring. Something seemed weird. It was just cookies. Don't yeah. worry about it. Just cookies. It was just cookies. But uh, yeah, Kyle, Kyle's going to be heading out. You're, you're like that meme. I'm a head out. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, should I make that as, as like the post I, to like? You're, you're gonna have he's to. Going. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have to. Absolutely. But yeah, you got you you got a, a busy busy life ahead of you in the next couple of years. Here, as full time student, filmmaker, and uh, ask philanthropist. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but you know, I'll always be a always be a, a boozies newsies fan wait Mitch day. did you say we blast that is one of his things you'll always oh, be a weeb. queen but we've oh. also worked. <laughs> yeah all of the above you know <laughs> I don't like to put myself in a box yeah all right um yeah Kyle let's let's hear some uh let's hear about your time on the tear table so for those of you who don't know or haven't picked up yet we're going to be just kind of casually talking the next probably 20 minutes and then we're going to hop right into our main feature which is all five final destination films so we got lots to talk about today, lots of horror to bring you, but uh, let's stroll down memory lane. I'm excited about this. Okay, so to set the stage, it's 2018, and I'm told, "Hey, come on." This is pre-COVID. This is no, this is COVID's not even we not a thought in our not mind. even a it thought was in, in a natural world back then. And you know, I think I messaged Mitch first, being like, "Yo, you're doing a podcast. Like, I'd love to be on sometime." Because yeah. I think I was. At that point in my life, I was mourning the loss of my first podcast, the second viewing. Yeah. And I was like, I need, I need my fix. And I knew Mitch kind of just. Yeah. Through, through mutual friends. I think it was after friends, yeah. Dylan Hershuck came on. That, that checks out. That makes, that yeah. makes sense. And so I basically begged my way to do an episode. And then I, and I think we had something else planned. I can't even remember. But then like that day. Or that, the night before, you're like, oh, do you want to do Videodrome? And I was like, all right, sure, I'll do Videodrome. Oh, yeah, we were going to do Under the Skin, I think. Yeah, and that, then, I think, that yeah, makes I think sense. Was, 
but then it was like yeah our uh, our guest fell through for video drum or something like or diego might have even still been on the show at that point and it, it was, was the... boozy wasn't was there he? yeah because that first time i was on it was just oh it was right right it was yes. yeah yeah boozy wasn't there yeah so yeah, that's crazy. a rare episode Actually, that's actually in retrospect. That's a fun episode. That's that's like that's like Mitch uh, having an episode with his two ex girlfriends. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So the answer is yes. So there's that. Um, and I had a blast doing that. And also, I had I had to meet Boozy. I had to, I had to get on the show with him. And then, me and Boozy actually met <clears throat> on the set of a of a film shoot. And, a commercial uh, Dylan was uh, filming, right? And uh, we coined the term "Nutra Gang," which is uh, is an inside joke that I won't elaborate on too much. But if you're not Nutra Gang, you just don't get it. Yeah, and that's that pro convoy gang that you guys have, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it used to be that, but we've kind of changed our stance. It's like that, but you like the like granola bars that have the weird jam in the middle. That's oh, basically yeah. the only Gang. difference. Yeah, and yeah, we and we yeah. fuck with Terry Fox. Yeah. And so, right. yeah. Anyway, yeah. But then I just begged and begged. I was like, I need more. Like, I think that was Perfect Blue. Yeah, that would have been perfect. I came on, yep. did the episode Perfect Blue, and I thought, you know what? I need more. I was fixing. It's like, I need, I need to talk about my favorite movie where I'll say the director's name wrong. I need to do that. Yes. And then I came on and did Under the Skin, and that was a total blast. Ended up staying till like 3 in the morning, drinking with Mitch, just like sh- shooting the shit, having a great time. And then next thing you know, in the winter of 2019 i joined the terror table one thing led to another but a bing bada boom and the rest is history and, and we because became official and we became official. official very much so very much so. and because of all, all because of that you know foreplay if you will i have a great list of memories from the past i guess uh what has it been almost two years Def- or wait, definitely it's got to be more than two years almost I don't know. two and a half years two and a half years yeah. give or take it'll be three in december so whatever anyway i have some great ones the first one that i have to bring up which was a segment of the show that i introduced that uh definitely <clears throat> had some ups and downs i think yes. it, i think it caught i think it caught real quick mm-hmm. and then it i think we all we, we kind of like it was front, a big hit at the start we it took over the it, nation but then it kind of became a little too real <laughs> like yeah uh, <laughs> and the, that segment of course is none other than the cancellation corner uh, <laughs> Canceled. 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 Yes. Um, do you want to take this time to do one last cancel? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. have anyone in um, mind? I do have one. Uh, Russell Brandt, you're canceled, buddy. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah it's over. Sorry, hey, man. So has he actually been canceled, though? Because I do everything in my power to avoid everything Russell Brand. I kind of always have. Um, um, I forget Boozy. What did you send me not too long? No, ago he's just him? really weird and pro convoy right now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, yeah. It's it's and just he, he like made a big one. like PSA video about it. Where he's like, "Hi, I'm Russell Brand." I've always wondered what Russell Brand thought about Canadian politics. So <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like who cares? It's been a long time coming, but just today in February of 2022, Kyle Zervinsky and the rest of the terror table are officially canceling Russell Brand. So bye. That's that. Um, but yeah, like Cancellation Corner was great. It was also a good moment for me to vent my feelings on Walmart.ca. I remember specifically. Um, just a good that time to... That was kind of like a good like warning to people. Yeah. Like, hey, it was like, Walmart ain't all it's tracked up to be. <laughs> no, what was that? that? Was... And it was like, you know, no one's safe. 
just because no they, just because it ain't people doesn't mean we can't cancel it. There there were some con- there were some controversial cancellations at one point. I think Mitch you canceled Timmy Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, yeah, and Ben yeah. Affleck's back tattoo. And well, yeah, I mean that was the, fair. The latter's very fair. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. at one point, I think I replied to your Timmy comment with saying that Lucas Hedges would end up in a ditch. Yeah, you said, you're, I remember that verbatim. You were like, Timothy Chalamet is going to be in Dune next year. To, uh, Lucas Hedges is going to be dead in a bush somewhere next year. So clearly I was hated about that one. Um, but yeah, that, a blast. And you were right. <laughs> well, <laughs> no comment uh, on that one. Uh, but yeah, the cancellation corner. I mean, who could forget? Those are, those are great memories. Um, I have a list of like some of my favorite episodes. And then I have a list of like movies. Yeah, that, that's what I want to know. That either were like just the main feature, or were things that like I watched because of the show, or because of YouTube, or like whatever. So the first one that comes to mind, which is it's a pretty obvious one for listeners of the show, like just overall, which is Black Christmas, nineteen seventy four. Yes, because I had never seen this film before. I heard lots about it and from YouTube, obviously. A bunch. And we gush about it a lot. Yeah. So I knew like there it's was something right. I knew <laughs> yeah, I knew it was gonna be alright. And then I actually saw it at a screening. Like you guys had put together a screening in, in the city in Saskatoon. So I got to see it on the big screen, my first time ever seeing it, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh and that it, it was great because that sticks out to me. I feel like that's such a like a honestly a landmark of like canadian cinema in a lot of ways that was one of my favorite things about you joining is like we we took that we took that deeply into consideration about how first of all do we want to have another guest or have another host again (laughs) um because that's just like we already proved that it's hard to have three people on at the same time at all times like just scheduling wise it's a a fucking nightmare um but and the other thing was you weren't much of a horror guy but you're (laughs) famously yeah, but the thing is, though, like you, we it was undoubtedly a bold move for us to do that. We undoubtedly had the most fun talking with you. Uh, like we just always loved having you on the show, and it's not like you weren't like you. It sounds kind of corny or whatever. It's just like, oh, this is our friend who doesn't like horror movies, so we're gonna make him watch them. <laughs> it's like no, Kyle actually knows his shit with film, and you just generally love the medium. And the fact that you will look at these movies with respect was like, oh yeah, it's a no brainer. Kyle, Kyle's the new guy. But it was also like, do we want another white guy? Like, do we want like, you know, one of those things? But then it was like, one of those, that yeah. fucking butt though, man, it just, it did, yeah, you, it does not quit. Life's all about compromises, you know, and <laughs> at some point you got to pick. Um, and I, Kyle's dumper transcends color, religion, all of those. So it brings communities together. Insert. Ah, <laughs> um, I, and I really I can I just tag on to what you're saying there, Mitch? Um, I <laughs> it's been really great watching you grow as a horror fan. And like Mitch said, we did take that into consideration that you weren't really when we first started, but it was just like anything we got you to watch your opinion on it or you know the comments were were not only uh like apt but they were also like fresh yeah. i i feel like it you're was never it was nice. dismissive exactly i i think i'll you're give very anything open. a chance you know like <laughs> and and it, it was i think some of the most fun was just finding those things like pushing those buttons to find what you liked and didn't like oh, and, and i was them, often shocked yes and they were like some of them were a big shock and we kind of found that you like you like silly movies but like you also have 
really enjoyed some dark shit. So it's been fun. I think watching the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise with you oh, was yeah, that was that was, that was so a blast. Good. Yeah, that was a blast. I have that listed here too. I will mention though, if you want to hear, I guess all of our thoughts on Black Christmas 1974, you can go to episode 144 to take a look at that. Or Did we do oh. that? It was when we covered it, so we kind of talked about it. We covered in... the. I'm pretty sure we, that was the remake. That was the remake. No, so we, we, spo- we, we talked spoke about, about it. Your... The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the start, we spoke okay. about that one alongside it because that would have been right. Because I had seen the original and the 2019 remake in the same week, basically. Yeah. So because we wanted to hear what Kyle thought, because he had that fresh point of view. If I'm remembering that, that was kind of the. That was kind of. And then the he just went full blown misogynistic when we started talking about the remake, as well, usual. That's more of a better watch out situation. So the next one that I'll bring up will be uh, now, Boozy, you mentioned uh, movies that uh, I ended up loving and, you know, maybe ones that you didn't expect that I would. Now, on the flip side, this is what an episode and I guess a film as well that really sticks out. This is episode 153, uh, Sorority Row, which um, I believe might be. It, it, it might be the most painful experience I've had watching something for this show. And that actually says a lot considering, like, not that we can't watch that many, like, stinkers on this show, but, like, if you really think about, like, everything we've seen on here. You've watched some th- poop. There's been poop, for sure. Uh, <laughs> that one was still always a surprise that it didn't hit for you. And, <laughs> and it's a surprise to, to me, too. To Even be like, fair, it was a shot in the dark. I had no idea what I was walking into. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, out of all of us, I'm surprised you didn't like it, honestly, and you yeah. thoroughly hate it. The thing I is, also- is, like... Go ahead, Mitch. Sorry. I want to also throw out, I started listening to like what is now my, it's actually my favorite podcast. I've listened to hundreds of hours in the last month. Like it's, it's my go-to. I've been going through the back catalog, but it's called Screen Junkies. And it's oh, these I've guys who, yeah. yeah, they do like fantasy drafts or no, not fantasy. They do like football style drafts, but with mm-hmm. movies and different themes and everything. Right. And they have some really interesting guests on there sometimes. And I really like the host, but uh, they did a early aughts uh slasher or like post scream series and people got some fucking love for sorority row that's all i'll say is like it it ranked on the top seven that's wow holy shit yeah it was like so congrats boozy i guess congrats boozy you're not the only one who likes it and it it is funny because i i think it's funny for a couple reasons because even watch like we'll talk about like the main features later like in theory, I should love that movie, but for something about it, just pisses me off. The other thing about it is it actually like created the template for how I like do my notes for every episode. Yes, because that was the episode where I dived like like insanely deep into every single actor's back catalog and what they had been in and like how that related to like the greater universe of everything else. And it like it, spent... you turned it into your manifesto. You <laughs> became a Unabomber after. Yeah, yeah, your Ted Kaczynski room. moment right there. I literally spent. I think I probably spent honestly four hours just like on Wikipedia, and the movie's like eighty minutes. Standing so, up and pacing, pretty much. Like once, honestly, <laughs> his Reddit sub thread <laughs> for it. Once you start looking at what Adrita Patrick's been up to, there's a lot to talk about. So, yes. shout out Sorority Row. <laughs> um, uh, the other one, I uh, I have a bunch here, but like I did, I did no, have like keep a, going. I got the Nightmare on Elm Street series too, so like that was just a a blast. Those are episodes one sixty one, one sixty three, one sixty five, and one sixty six, where we covered all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films, including New Nightmare and the remake. Yes, and you loved Freddy's Revenge, <laughs> part two. Yeah, I that probably is my hottest take of the whole series is I really didn't like that one. It's um, weird that that's a hot take in this day and age because that movie was like 
Why do what, was the, what was the one me and Kyle really liked? I think it was four. Dream me and you, Child. Dream, no, Child. Dream Child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we like That's Dream a Child. Hot take. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, they're all. It gets that to one a was point. fun. Come on. It gets to a point where, like, none of them are bad, obviously, but, like. Except the remake. Except the remake. Yeah. That's true. That That is, like. Yeah. It's that a bad movie. Um, which, actually, that will come up later in the show. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, there's there's a many many good memories and that was fun too because we had guests on like we had scott on and we were you know we were able to sort of like for me like that was my first time seeing all like yeah i'd only seen the first one and dream warriors must yeah. have been. so that was a blast i mean that was you know in retrospect it's weird to have like covid nostalgia already but like i definitely have that for those movies because like it was just me i think yeah at one point i was like renovating my room so it's just me a bed in my room with a computer watching like Nightmare i've never heard about covid nostalgia but holy shit do i have a lot of that because of this show <laughs> it's true yeah. and it was great because it was you know just a nice like i don't know like when you had nothing going on like yeah. every week it was like hey well I'm all talk you to were doing kyle was reviewing nightmare on elm street movies and hosting club dub exactly it was a you very an online nightclub <laughs> I had it on. That's yeah. For those who don't know, I had an online nightclub for like three months during COVID called. And Club it was popping. Yeah. And it was popping. At one point, someone from some some university in the states uni- like interviewed me for a study on online interaction. <laughs> <laughs> you're, that's you're, what you think, but it's actually for like online predators. Yeah, who you knows? are. I don't a know. Statistic, and someone's I, watching you. I don't know, but yeah. Shout out. You're, Club you're on a Dad. short list, bud. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm going to have to legally go no comment on that one. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, like it's, yeah, like I said, weird to have COVID nostalgia, but like, I really do. Cause it just felt like a nice, like cohesive time to watch all those films and yeah. get all your opinions on them. And, you know, cause you guys, obviously you guys have the, the sort of like upbringing of enjoying those films. So it's always great to have those conversations with you. That's something I've always liked doing on the show, but with that, it was just a nice, like tight package. Yeah. Which was just a blast i don't know about you guys yeah no fucking loved it especially during the COVID times it was like uh like you know i guess we're still not out of it but when we were entirely locked down like having this show to turn to and have us all be able to just like have some objectives and stuff yeah and be it it kept us on a schedule in a weird way like it really uh, did yeah it gave us some purpose (laughs) it probably would have blown my blown the brains out the back of my skull if i it wasn't for a new nightmare I love New Nightmare. New Nightmare saved him. So, do you good. have uh, any other ones, Kyle? I got a bunch. So or the st- rest, the, the rest was trash, or what? <laughs> the rest was not <laughs> trash. Uh, one movie that like I is probably one of my favorite movies ever that I watched because I wanted to co- talk about it for our world cinema series is Audition. Yeah, uh, I love that movie. That movie is like just kind of perfect in my mind. Like I love that slow burn, like dialogue heavy kind of like nonsense and then it leads up to this just beautiful climax won't ruin it but that is a fantastic film we talked about that on uh episode 173 i believe it was a girl walks home alone at night either that or the skin i live in i'm, I'm not too sure but yeah. uh that movie sticks with i got the i got the not vinegar syndrome the is that criterion Arrow. Oh, arrow. arrow. Yeah. I got the I got the Arrow Blu-ray. It's fucking beautiful. It's awesome. So for those who haven't seen that film, a lot of folks have. People yeah. in horror obviously have seen that one. It's a, it's a classic, but we're honestly holding off on doing an episode. Maybe we'll bring you back for that even uh cuz I know Jay Luke wants to cover it. 
that'd be. And sick. I was like, I want to save that one for when Kyle can be there, and then or you we could make us. them like wrestle to the death. Over yeah, it. it's like you know when you plan a vacation with a girl that you've been dating, and then you like stay together either for the vacation and you're like, Hey, we're going to break up after this. Or you break up before it. And you're like, what do we do with this vacation plans? That's how I feel about audition with Jay Luke and Kyle. Has that Zerbensky happened to you? <laughs> Sounds like a little from no, I, sta- oh, I definitely, specific. I stayed yeah. in a relationship for a trip and it was the worst trip. <laughs> oh, I was going to say like it's vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flashbacks of like roller coasters. Oh my God. Actually, I did that twice now that I think about it. <laughs> oh, hey, great. Nobody go on to trip with Mitch. He'll break up with you. <laughs> and now, yeah, I've now had three of my ex-girlfriends on the podcast, including Kyle. Oh man. Don't worry. We'll go on a trip and I'll gaslight you with the trip. It'll be great. Yes. Okay. So moving on. Uh, oh, this is a great one blood quantum this is one we've talked yeah. about in many episodes but huge huge movie from 2020 that i highly recommend for those who haven't caught up to it yet like i don't know it's it's always great to like talk about a film that not a lot of people have their eyes on for whatever reason but it's even better when it's from canada and i, mm-hmm. I know it's, it's just a nice little like you know a little street cred it and it's even feel- better when it's got some local roots too it's got local roots you know it's a it's a great story that you know We've, you know, we talk about zombie films all the time to, you know, greater or lesser extents, but, you know, things like Blood Quantum, I absolutely it's think it's the Joker be... of, of zombie movies. Well, that's a, that's a bit of a strange comparison. Considering... It's, what he means is it's formed most of Mitch's personality. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Joker um, and Blood Quantum. That's all. I love it's that. I, I love that. I've become. That's been your part Joker of my brain. Is you Joker. got. You got pure Joker brain. I feel like you have to give Jeff some credit for that one. He's really he really pushed that at the start. Oh no, I, Jeff can suck it. Um, oh. I, it's a bunch of other people that also like Kyle roasted me the most out of that. I think it's true. It's true. I really <laughs> did roast you on that. There's been some. There's been some tough uh, Joker moments. Um, for sure. Yeah, shout uh, out. Palm <clears throat> door. Okay. Palm door winner. Venice. He did not make Venice. it. <laughs> yes. Did not make it anyway so oh i i would be remiss with not mentioning so on the willem dafoe and joker too doing dueling jokers did you hear about that news is that actually happening willem dafoe wants that he wants to be a crazed joker fan okay well if if willem dafoe Dafoe wants it just writing his own scripts see that's cool now we're talking yeah uh okay so if shorty row is on one side of the coin then I would say that this next one is the opposite side, and that is, of course, from episode 168, Stay Alive. Um, <laughs> if, you know, I think, like... For I was me, actually uh, waiting for you to say something like Martyrs or, like, you know... such a conundrum. Yeah. Both of these movies on either side makes not a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. I, to me, it makes perfect sense. I do have Martyrs down here, episode 170, by the way. But to me, Stay Alive is just, like... I, th- I honestly do for take this however you want but I think when I think of my time on the chair table I will think of stay alive if I'm yep. being honest like to me that was like the true surprise pure you made like, it your personality I kind of did actually that's <laughs> yeah, true if if if, uh, if Mitch is Joker brain I'm uh, Frankie Muniz brain yeah and Tenor Zipkin shout out shout out Tenor rest Zipkin. in peace yeah rip zip <laughs> probably rip zip I love that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> rip slip brush ah okay so stay alive banger if you haven't seen this one i'm hoping we get a sequel there's apparently that was in the works i don't know if that's happening but i need it who was it william brent bell yeah that's his name yeah he was busy making uh the sequel to orphan yeah 
And also, I mean, a friend of the show, uh, William Brent Bell, if you're out there listening, um, I'm coming back for Stay Alive 2 on this particular podcast. Um, okay, and then to just end it off, this is like probably three of the biggest things that I can ever say I got to do, and that would be having fantastic interviews and discussions with Monroe Chambers, Dean yes, Cundy, and, Edward, and Eduardo Sanchez. Like, yep. Those are, th- I mean, there's been a ton of other fantastic filmmakers and, you know, friends and people from the community that we had on the show. But, you know, those are, those are honestly icons. You and- were on the call that exposed <laughs> that Eduardo Sanchez was uncircumcised. That is true. You were on site. Yeah. Breaking news. I'll never forget, like, Eduardo's call break. I don't know if we talked on the show. We must have. We His had, call- had to have. We had His to have. His computer died. His computer died. And it was and just like. Back. Yeah, it was like this moment of like, well, we got what we got. That was fucking awesome. Like, there's no way he's coming back. But like, what we had was great. The next thing you know, we're like still on the Skype call and he shows up on his fucking phone. And it's yeah, like, like, holy. Hey. <laughs> he's the best, man. Like, that yeah, was honestly, awesome. Like, straight up, Eduardo is such a fucking yeah, He did not have to come back. Like, no. And just so, oh, God. He just was just honestly just super nice. But yeah, Nicest like we've had guy. some yeah. some guests that like, I'm sure they liked us, but not like that. Like, he just seemed like a homie, honestly. Like oh, We've totally. had a couple of guests where the circumcision joke doesn't. It does not. It doesn't. So right. uncomfortable. Like, but Mitch, you, you're playing the batting averages right there. You can hit dingers all the time, but most of the time <laughs> you can't. I, I am swinging. Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. But the thing is, it's those strikeouts that really hurt. Those, yeah. You always remember yeah. the bad times. Yeah, and I remember I mean, one I... in particular where the person just like kept going, just pretended like I didn't say anything. I'm like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I have to talk about Monroe too because to me it was awesome to show him my Degrassi pillow. I have my Degrassi blanket with me today right now. I still have that screen capture of you showing him and yeah, him looking surprised and confused. So, you know, it's just it just says Degrassi Panthers on here. Amazing. I rep my. Oh, biggie. Did you get those th- that from one of those trucks that hang out in sketchy parking lots? Like it looks exactly yes. like that, doesn't it? I Kyle, wish. Well, well, I have it on the brain too. I just want to say, like, one thing that I love about our time with you on the show and having you here is that Boozy and I, we fucking give it to you. Like, we we fucking roast you, and it's the Whatever, way man. that you respond to it is so. Like, yeah. you're 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 a champion. Like you, you, t- you take, you take it know. on the chin, the nose, anywhere we want it but to go. Then you, you bite it. back, and when you bite, you sting. Like you, Ooh. you're you're a very like. I'm not saying like, oh, thank you for taking our shit. I'm saying that like you're always such a good sport about it, and it was always just all love. Like there's never been a minute of true like meaning to hurt feelings in any. Yeah, I hope way. we never offended you, and that's secretly no. why you're leaving. <clears throat> it was only when like I had to take the Pokemon poster down. That was the only time. <laughs> we kept that, talking about that was the only time that i had to uh kind of reevaluate some things um but yeah beyond that it was like totally chill yeah you, get, you guys you, you guys will all be in ditches next year anyways yeah. so big um, ups otherwise yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i could go on and on i got i got a bunch maybe i'll like send a list to mitch if you because i i put all episode title numbers here so yeah let's do, that, was like, a, quick, that was really nice of you to do that yeah. I'll, I'll i'm gonna do i'm gonna rapid fire a couple because i got a bunch okay, okay. <clears throat> His house that was on uh, best of 2020 uh, episode 194. Love that movie. Um, <laughs> you know, say what you want. Brahms the boy too. That was a lot of fun to talk about. That was episode 168. Uh, both Candyman's. That was another yeah. one. Like along with like um, I guess you know Black Christmas being a classic. The original yeah, shout 90- out bathroom scene. 
Eh, it's whatever. But like watching the '92 Candyman, that was a real treat. That was for the Cherry Falls episodes. That was episode 152. Uh, yes. Oh, Cherry Falls now on Shutter. Really? Same. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Brittany. Um. Oh, Body Melt. Loved Body Melt. Oh yeah, Body Melt that, was great. That one's really stuck with me. Um. That was with uh Lindsay, Lindsay. right? Yep. I'm actually going on Shock and Awe this Saturday. It's but yeah, going to be talking about Good Time this afternoon. Honestly, good time. that is awesome. like still one of the best names for a podcast like if we could just like totally. hermit crab that name that'd be great yeah, yeah. Um, no, she's great i love her podcast but yeah that, that was, was an that, awesome episode body melt. that was a, episode 210 it was body melt uh, and lake mungo that's right and lake yeah. mungo yeah uh oh and creature from the black lagoon love that that was a, our classic series was oh, that's classic terror table honestly i could not agree more so much mm-hmm. fun Episode one eighty six. That one was. Oh, this was this one was fun. Uh, the exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, Mitch clearly coined that to be a masterpiece and a city. It was a modern, yeah, modern classic. Um, yeah, a modern, modern classic. That's a three on letterbox. So that's episode <laughs> one ninety nine. That is going to miss uh, Kyle holding Mitch accountable for ratings on yeah. letterbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was the most egregious. It, it, like not that gave not... it a three and a half. <laughs> the amount of times we've we've argued on air about our letterbox ratings. It's true. It's, it's true. It, or justifying it, it's like totally. It's kind of fucked. Um, uh, oh, underwater. Kind of a, yes. st- still underrated, arguably. Mm-hmm. Um, that's episode 145. Uh, Mitch brought this up earlier, but yeah, Martyrs, episode 170. And Inside as well, I would kind of throw in there, but yeah. Martyrs I, definitely sticks out a little bit more for me. Um, and, and yeah, I guess to end it off, I will uh, die on the hill of Better Watch Out being a part of Incel Culture. That's episode <laughs> 193. That's a dangerous movie. Yeah, Yeah, dangerous movie. Oh yeah, and shout out all the times you like. Uh, uh, shout out all of the times you successfully ducked at, like ducked out of episodes with Mitch Clark. Oh right, that's true. Because you were so scared of him. Oh man, it'd be sick if you just popped in the call right now. Oh that my be... god, I should have planned that. <laughs> you should have oh, done that. That would have been great. Oh, that's a, such a missed opportunity. Oh, uh, what could you? That would have been amazing, and that he would have done been... it in a heartbeat. Well, if I it's came any... up with a whole TV series because of you guys, based on you and Mitch, man up with Mitch. <laughs> Okay, well, if it's any, if it's, uh, you know, if it makes it any better. I told you about this, right? Yeah, I can't wait. We need that. We need Man Up. We need MMW. Wait, anyway. Yeah, man Mitch, Up with Mitch. If you're listening, Mitch, just know that you're here with me right now. I'll put it that yes. way. Um, that's more or less, yeah. That, I mean, I could go on and on, but really, those ones I listed, I think, are all episodes I would definitely recommend listening to. And they're all ones that stick out to me and yeah. I think on fondly. And I know I definitely will. Well, thank you, Kyle. And thank you for everything that you did for this show. And it goes without saying that you will, without a doubt, be back. Like, without a doubt. There's uh, really no way that I won't be. Yeah, no, there's no way. (laughs) It's like, are you, are you stiffing us right now? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I I wasn't, I didn't mean it. You're not, you're not actually dead to us earlier. Like, uh, I I don't think that you're going to hell. I tuned you out at that point. I (laughs) I think you're going to be one of those ones who's just stuck in purgatory forever. (laughs) That checks out. I actually Mm -hmm. definitely agree. You're a middleman. Boozy, <laughs> got anything to say to Kyle or fuck him? <laughs> you know, there's there's so much. Like, I'm gonna miss like him randomly knowing about Degrassi characters in horror yeah. movies. That's that's information everybody needs to hear, even or if YTV. they don't know what Degrassi. Yeah, or YTV. Like, oh, just wait. Kyle there's a is... lot of Breaker High love coming up yes. later. 
uh kyle was really the child of our show he was the, like the sweetest um and when mitch was saying ducking i thought he was gonna mention how kyle's really good at ducking our jokes because mm-hmm. we'll like implicate him on things and he'll be like yeah uh, no comment anyway which is yeah and like, i assume because like you're trying to be a teacher and i can understand yeah, why you I get might it. not want to be associated with the terror table and saying things on on air even though you never really said anything, it was all me implicating you in all those things that I stand by. I have oh. receipts. I have receipts for every single thing, every bad thing I said about you. Um, I'll put it this way. You know, some things make the resume, other things don't. Yeah. <laughs> I was told by multiple people to put the terror table on my resume. I'm like, are you fucking insane? Like, But to be fair, I did for my film jobs. Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe select. So you are episodes. fucking insane. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, you guys, like, do you want to get on to our main feature presentation where we're going to be doing all five Final Destination movies? All current five, because there is a sixth one coming out. Yeah, I was trying to look into that, and you're right. It's been announced, but I don't know if... Yeah, like it's been rumored for years, and uh, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. But let's take a we'll get quick into it, break, yeah. and let's get on to our main feature. See you guys on the other side, guys and girls. Sorry. Right, and welcome to our main feature presentation where we are going to be discussing all five Final Destination films on the way for... I already made that joke. I just thought that was a pretty funny joke that Kyle's Final Destination is going to be hell. So nice you hit him twice. He's dead. Dead now. That was kind of funny, wasn't it, Kyle? Yeah, really good fun. Really good fun. <laughs> Kyle loves talking about his mortality. Number yeah. one joke. Number That's, one. You know... Speaking of I'm mortality, big, let's I'm take this time to uh, point out once again that in the background of Kyle, what we're looking at right now, we can see those Donkey Kong drums from the GameCube. Bongos. Yeah. Bongos. That's from a Donkey Konga. Donkey Konga. Yeah. yeah I got Donkey Konga, DK Bongos. I you got, got uh, Degrassi I, Pillow. Degrassi Pillow. I have a Wii U gamepad. You I, you can actually see the Pikachu N64 from here. Oh, I have, I have, the, I have the Pikachu N64. That's I'm right. embarrassed that I could tell, because it's only the corner. I'm embarrassed that I knew that that was a Pikachu N64. Oh, that That's actually one of my prizes. With the yellow line? Believe it. Yeah. Isn't Pika's tight. face on it, too? It does, and when you turn it on, it like makes a noise, so it's cool. I always felt bad for that guy, because he was always uh, sneezing. Oh, yeah. Pikachu! Wow. All right. So if you want to cut that, you can. That's that's the worst thing the show's ever produced. I think that (laughs) might be one of my worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's like what that's what a grade two teacher says to sound relatable. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's let's get into it, fellas. Uh Final Destination, the original from year two thousand. We're not gonna put trailers for all these in because that's just a fucking nightmare. And also like how many too many. You're just gonna listen to people scream. I actually watched most of the trailers just to see like what they look like in comparison to the actual films. And there's barely any talking in most of them. Yeah. It's just like a compilation. So <laughs> Maybe we can just put the, it, it sounds like in the fourth one, there's like a disturbed song at the beginning. Maybe we can find out oh. what song that is and just I have it up. I got it written down. Don't worry, we'll get okay, there. Okay, <laughs> good. Was it actually disturbed though? It shined down very close. Oh, same, tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, very close. <laughs> All right, so Final Destination from the year 2000, the turn of the millennium. It was directed by James Wong, not James Wan, but right. James Wong, who also you probably get that a lot. 
Yeah, he also directed Final Destination 3, which we'll be talking about. He directed Jet Li's The One and Kyle's favorite film of all time, Dragon Ball Evolution. I've never seen it, actually. I haven't it's either. so bad. I was never a Dragon Ball guy. It's funny because that's sacrilegious for a lot of people. But I know that that's generally known as like one of the worst things ever made. Totally. I was oh, like, man, they, they tricked us. We were looking we're like, oh, it's, it's going to be good. It's oh, far sure. from it. I think... Yeah. That was still like somewhat early internet when like you just heard something was coming out. You're like, oh shit, it has to be good. Like mm-hmm. Transformers came out. That was cool, I guess. This will be cool. And then, yeah, no. Just yeah. Didn't, it's like didn't nothing happen. has ever topped Transformers since then. It's like, well, basically what you're trying to say. Is what I'm trying to say. That's yeah. true. Especially number two. But yeah. James, James Wong, he uh, his like come up was X-Files, basically. Yeah. there's This, this whole franchise yeah. is deeply rooted in X-Files. Um, I'm not sure if you guys knew about that, but we can just, there's a, this isn't going to be the place that you go to, to learn everything about the final destination movies and the way that they were made. Cause I I know quite a bit just from listening to podcasts of like, I know the story of Jeffrey Reddick, who is the writer of the, the original film. And he came up with the concept and originally like he was just trying, he was basically pandering outside of, uh, uh, new line cinemas, trying to get his nightmare on Elm street sequel script read. Right. And he ended up right. he ended up uh, pitching Final Destination, which was going to be an X Files episode. Uh, so that's how Glenn Morgan got involved, and that's how who's the other David R. Ellis was doing who did uh, uh, Final Destination three, yeah, three and four. I believe they all kind of make comebacks. <laughs> yeah. Not all of them, but some of them do. Yeah, but um, yeah, the, so it was a down, downward spiral. I think you were saying uh, about. <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution, but you know, it wasn't a downward spiral, the original Final Destination. Um, oh, no. So this movie, it's starring Devin Sawa, Canada of the sweetheart, show. friend of the show. Um, Twitter legend. We have. What? He's a Twitter legend as well. Yeah, he's a Twitter legend. Ali Larder, uh, Kerr Smith. Is there anyone else like yeah. uh, notable? Oh, Sean uh, William Scott. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, of course, of course. Well, and, and we'll get into it, I'm sure, throughout all of us but tony todd yeah tony todd it, he's only not in one of them is he yeah he's only and, yeah he's not yeah he's in all of them except one that's right that yeah. checks out entirely it we'll does get check there. out yeah we'll get there uh, but um, yeah the story the story is uh it's alex browning he's among a group of high school students readying themselves for a trip to europe when he suddenly has a premonition their airplane will crash he screams to warn the others but instead he is thrown off of the plane that is a weird synopsis yeah, well, that's a terrible synopsis. Well, well, kind of, but then yeah, he's he basically cheats death. The 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 slasher in this franchise, as everyone knows, is death itself. Uh-huh, it follows uh-huh. them. It's a, it takes many forms. I think that's actually on one of the posters. Mitch, like, was that the end of the synopsis? That was. I was like, so, so the whole someone just watched it, like the guy gets kicked off the plane and he's <laughs> upset about it. The like, yeah, there's like a plane in this movie. So the, yeah, the idea is that like the final destination is the fact that you don't get to fly anywhere. You're yeah. you're. <laughs> it's like failure to launch. It's yeah. just like that movie. Yeah, the Sarah Jessica Parker. She in something that one? Like, yeah, something like that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's let's start talking about guys. So I've talked about the franchise many times on the show before, but this is the first time that we're doing a full episode on it. I think I briefly spoke about this because I rewatched the first two a couple months ago, and that's yeah. what got us kind of talking about maybe doing this as a series. And we want to surprise everyone, make a big event out of Kyle's last episode for now, and uh, start talking about them. So I'm a big fan of the first one. 
it's got its flaws but uh there's a lot there's certainly more in it that i like than i don't like uh let's let's give kyle kyle do you want to fill us in on your your history of the final destination film and this film so i went into this marathon which i will consider this to be a marathon thinking about like exactly what i remembered from all of the films and which ones i had actually like like for a fact have sat down and watched and i found out that i've only actually sat down and watched two of these movies before um that being this one and number three (laughs) so uh this one for me it's just pure like 2000s like condensed down into a film basically like we've covered other similar stuff in this vein before uh and it's just littered throughout this it just has such a i don't know turn of the millennium spirit to it and when i think back on like even watching this like it's like fleeting memories of like my two older sisters watching this when i was younger basically uh the other thing i'll mention though before we get into like specific details is just the way that like the idea of like the premonition or like death being like the the villain or whatever you want to call it i guess or the slasher it being established in this movie is really really interesting having seen the rest of them because some things stay true and some things don't at all but like just watching just watching this very first one and seeing how it is like and coming into it just remembering how like you know the all these films play out seeing where it all started was really really funny <laughs> to, to kind of like it is kind of like i guess like any maybe horror franchise i guess at all but they all kind of like unravel and re-ravel themselves multiple times and this franchise is very much like that um but going into this, I kind of thought I had more skin in the game than I really did. Watching this one again was a treat. I'm a little bit more excited to talk about some of the other ones just because they're a little bit more batshit crazy, whereas I find this one to be like pretty straightforward in what it is. Um, but yeah, maybe Boozy, I'll let you kind of like get into it on, on your general thoughts before we sort of like start breaking this thing apart. Okay. I just kind of want to mention overall that I have similar experience to Kyle is I've seen the first and the second one and I actually didn't realize how many had been made after the fact um which is fine and I I think that I had a little bit of not well well, I'm not sure how I would put this but reservations about it because it is the idea of like how much can you stretch out of this franchise right and uh we're definitely going to talk about it and there's some good points and bad points to all of those I think this this film is super fun in that it, sh- it for when it came out there was nothing quite like this and I think that is a big surprise it, watching that and even trying to think of other things outside of this franchise that do similar things it's not like I can't name anything else that is well, the, super similar to that I know what you're talking about Boozy cuz I was thinking about this as well and the only thing, and it's not really similar at all, but the only way I could think about, like, in more, like, modern context or stuff that's happened since would kind of be, like, things like The Babadook, where, like, it's not, like, I don't know, man with Evil scary takes mask. many forms. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's obviously a very, very different film, but, like, that's kind of the only, or, like, insidious to an extent a little bit. Like, yeah. things like that where, you know, you don't see so much of a creature or a straight-up, like, uh, you know, antagonist. You'll see the angriest beat of water ever though <laughs> that's true but but you make a good point though like there 
in a way, it's these films are still kind of unique in a sense. Like, yeah, I, and and I think that kind of makes them their own worst enemy at certain points, especially in this franchise. That's a great way to put it. I totally agree. They, they make their own rules, but they shift them a lot. Anyway, if I want to talk about the first one, it's, yeah, it's very stereotypical of early 2000s. I got to say, Stifler's wearing uh, the GOAT third Rangers jersey that they, like, never wear anymore. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Uh, the plane crash itself. I, I think that's the best part of these films, obviously, is everyone comes to watch the, the kills, but it's how many small pieces go together as it's happening. Because yeah, totally. they show you a little bit of not only your main characters, but other people that you'll get to see slaughtered in various and ways. And that's something that's something that's fumbled along the way as well mm-hmm, in some other mm-hmm. movies. Because like one of the funnest parts about this movie is the like once especially once they start figuring out their uh like the form and like in which way like the the order in which people died. And like I totally agree with both of you guys about how they this movie is so much exposition of what this is that's gonna take them all down and what they need to do to to totally. overcome this and to maybe cheat death if you will and then that totally it gets changed in multiple movies but this one was so successful in that because it really like i remember watching this movie with my, my dad rented it and like notoriously he doesn't like horror movies and I have a very fond memory of my dad and my sister and I watching this movie and just having so much fun watching it and being like, you know, the the tension is building up because you're like, oh, this guy's like, he's so close. You know, he's going to bite it, but then they'll hold off or something else like exciting will happen or it's right, not so right. predictable. Like this one really isn't as predictable. And, you know, that's kind of take that with a grain of salt because this movie is what 22 years old now and like mm-hmm. i've seen it so many times so of course i know what's gonna happen um this was like one of those most rented movies for me from the video store like i would rent it all the time uh the cast is great and yeah, just great the, cast. the whole idea behind it i know boozy and i talked briefly about this off air but you had mentioned you're like how are they gonna stretch this out all these movies and i personally feel like this is like ripe for 40 sequels like it's like you, it, it seems like it could be endless what you could do with this but we totally. clearly see that there are ways to mishandle this i would well, appreciate this series as kind of a mini anthology honestly exactly, if, if you had a bunch exactly. of people doing little segments because i i think once again this idea doesn't have a ton of depth so yeah in the franchise a lot of times you're giving this exposition that we've gotten in other films or we kind of know already we needed a nancy like we needed devin sawa to keep coming back oh, we needed totally a we needed a, that character we need, yeah, we need like a yoda they, yeah they did with ali larder <laughs> but clear whatever kind yeah, of name that yeah. is but uh yeah i agree I, like or even like a twilight zone type thing where like mm-hmm. i think that totally i mean i guess it started off as an x-files thing which is kind of yeah. like adjacent but, uh, to that so i definitely this would have been like the best like you know x-files is famous for that too having like a couple episodes that just stand out as like just yeah. amazing pieces of media and like for sure. great ideas and this totally would have been one of them if it like i think it is it, it deserved having the feature length treatment but it's sad how quickly they stopped giving it respect like quickly but yeah, I think the yeah. first one is like it's aces. Like I, it's obviously it's not perfect, but a lot of it's nostalgia for me. It's just it's kind of a comfort horror movie for me. You it's... guys, I, I feel like we're gonna have this conversation for each of these films because of the subject matter. Do you guys have a favorite kill or death scene in this? Because overall, I don't feel like we have to talk a whole bunch about these no. stories because no. it's just trying to figure out how people die, which yeah. is 
what so, I will what I will say is I, I was telling Kyle about this right before we start recording too. I uh, managed to rally up the death count in each film. Perfect. Nice. So I will talk. I will. We can get once we start talking about the deaths. I will tell you how many are in the the particular film, and if that means anything in terms of quality. Because you know these movies really are like they they eventually start treating them like body count movies. Yeah, but it's I'll, like you gotta have and... some good kills if it's gonna be a body count movie. Well, it's so funny because the first one's kind of reserved, you know, like two hundred and ninety-two deaths. Because oh. <laughs> they're they're oh yeah, they mentioned the that plane, plane explosion That's so true. many okay, times. Okay, okay, two hundred and ninety-two people. Well, when you when movie. you play it out that way, it's definitely not reserved. But I guess like the way because you mentioned it's like exposition. So like the first yeah. half of this movie, besides the obviously like the plane crash, which is insane, a lot of it is just yeah, it's like conversational drama. A lot, a lot yeah, of it, uh-huh. right? Which is fine, and like it works for the most well, part. Well, good actors. Yeah, like, exactly. The, this first one has solid actors, and like it, they're really, you you feel their intensity and their like how desperate they are. No, and it, it makes perfect sense. And then once once like, you know the the <laughs> the body count increases throughout the runtime, it's it obviously shifts. But that's where I feel like obviously just in comparison, it's a lot more reserved because sure, like some of these kills are like pretty zany and like. I guess convoluted, but I don't necessarily mean that as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of inherent. I think the kills in is. this one are more thought out. I um, totally. Well, the, I, my favorite one and also the most convoluted one is the bathroom one. My, mine too. Yeah. It gave me nightmares. As, yeah. Like I, it's one of those things. That's like, your you favorite know, one? Yeah. Personally, from this film. From this. My, film. Mine too, just because it had the biggest effect on me as a kid. Because and now yeah. looking back on it, especially after you know spending seven years as a plumber and understanding that that's not how these things work, but it's like you can't be looking for realism in movies like this. But oh sure, sure. The amount of times that I would think about like go to the sink, and we'll talk about this again in two because there is no person in human history. There are people who have never seen Final Destination two. And they still think about the logging truck when they're behind a logging truck. Um, that's totally. how it was brushing my teeth, man. Like it, it, it just it's something that you see. That's what the the franchise could and has been so brilliant with in times. Is it's a, like there there's so many chances to to really leave an impact on people and be like you're never going to do this again and not think of it tanning beds, you know, like, yeah, they travel, they get into like a primal fear of certain yeah. objects, especially, but him slipping into the bathtub and watching his, his struggle. Like that's to me, that's yeah, it was hard separates. to watch. It was hard to watch. Yeah. I will say like, just, and I know I'm blowing my load right out of the gate, but like, I, I'd like us to do a little ranking at the end. I know I didn't tell you guys to prepare that, but the original still my favorite just for, for the reason that it was treated really earnestly and uh it was taken seriously and it was still fun one thing that really upset me this time around that like somehow i just never really noticed is the attention like how they they have a a kid on the plane who has cerebral palsy (laughs) yeah that one stuck up out to me big time that's that's attention like every that's every high school you know like there's there's always gonna be people who are disabled or something and to have that but it's like it makes it an extra level meaner because you're like for sure fuck like it 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 hurts and like that plane crash on this is gnarly still after all these years like yeah we're gonna have to talk about that again later also because like (laughs) um that's um that's what i was kind of mentioning about you get to see more of people on the plane especially having watched this film multiple times now you do start seeing like that's the first time i noticed the the guy with cerebral palsy because i thought he was acting at the start and it's like oh no this guy actually has cerebral palsy it is in this do you know what i mean yeah it adds to the hurt hurt, Mm -hmm. 
because really i wouldn't give a fuck if half these people die <laughs> because like some of them are just so they're just asshole teenagers which is yeah, a horror sure. trope and it's like that's part of the enjoyment is watching shitty people die in like horror movies mm-hmm. and, but, they, and they outline that pretty clearly in this like there's obviously yeah. like some people that are just like dirtbags that you know and and the, and the like film Dawson's plays Creek a guy what's his name again <laughs> fucking i don't know rick who knows uh um, carter carter, carter oh, yeah, exactly yeah. name one good carter i can't <laughs> no one record i know multiple carters and they all suck yeah. i know a good carter i, okay. I know one good Carter. We got, I actually that's carter. i know one good carter too maybe um, i'm just saying that as safety though maybe that also carter does, might be listening does john carter count oh god <laughs> wow, da- daniel yeah. epler watched that recently shout out daniel epler john carter wow. Keeping Dude. keeping the John Carter fandom alive. alive. Wait, Boozy, what was your favorite kill from this one? I was just about to get to that. I want to say that my favorite kill was the house fire slash knives Ooh, with yeah. the yeah. with the gentle music playing, Ooh. and there's just so much chaos. And the whole time you're going, it's the teacher. Which yeah, yeah. it's like which thing is gonna kill her? And I yeah. think that's something that some of the other. Uh, later sequels lose that tact is instead oh, of sure. you which wondering which one is just kind of like how long you yeah, know oh, it, it relies more that... on the the ticking time bomb thing uh, of it yeah boozy hit the nail on the head yeah. there i have like notes about that in different uh, installments that they do it so much better in um mm-hmm. like there there's particularly one installment of this whole franchise that entirely ignores that it's like oh. the there these these movies live and die on their red herrings exactly exactly and when it's done really well which like there's one standout that's probably i think it might be my favorite kill in the entire franchise which is later on but it's like the red herrings go for like 10 minutes i'm like oh man like this is so effective Mm -hmm. um but yeah no that that's a great kill as well and just shout out fucking nutbag devon sawa channeling as alex jones he really goes for it yeah he goes full alex jones Actually, in this movie that kills great too because like that's the that's like the i don't know the biggest like set piece kill after like everything's kind of been like laid out where it's kind of like okay like what are the real rules of what's happening like how are people dying in order blah 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 that's like the big one that is it feels like it really pays off too you know like mm-hmm. when it actually plays out the way that it does whereas like i don't know the, the plane kill it's kind of it sets the stage for everything else. I do really enjoy the trope of like the big like premonition scene at the beginning of the film. I really mm-hmm. really like that. Yeah, obviously they're all to like you know, better and lesser qualities, but name that, one me, other like... name one and I know this is jumping the gun, but name one other installment in this franchise where it's sold as well as Devin Sawa freaking out on that plane and just being a nutbag. Like Devin Sawa is a really good actor. And he Honestly, was, he always has been. Like maybe three, but it's just in the same yeah, vein. But it's Mary, not as good. Well, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead yeah. is another, like, you know, those are debatably, not not even debatably, those are the two best actors in the whole franchise, not a, well, including Tony Todd, you know? Tony Todd and uh, don't forget, uh, what's her name, Amanda? Anyways, whatever. <laughs> I can't forget her name right now. I, but... I think that it's really interesting that Tony Todd is in this franchise so much as kind of that... Uh, He's deaf. What would yeah it's just really interesting that they don't cater to that to the crowd as much like he's death but he's not around as much as you'd think it's because he's always conveniently there and i think i kept was it the third one where they're like why are you always here <laughs> he's like i'm a coroner that's the fifth one that's the fifth that's one. the fifth oh, one right okay, okay yeah. One, yeah, yeah. also yeah. i love that this movie carries on the the brilliant tradition of everybody can walk into a morgue 
just whenever they want. Oh, of yes. That's, that's, actually, yeah. that's a movie tradition. Speaking of which, though, actually, in Vancouver, you can, there's a, a theater. Walk in morgue. morgue? No, there's a morgue theater. You watch, oh. they, they show horror movies there. And I intend on going. Like, Vancouver oh, has all these little weird spots that I've yet to start really exploring. And that's I can't wait. Terrifying. But yeah, yeah, like, I was like, oh, I want to see Autopsy of Jane Doe in Whoa. that morgue. That'd be sick. Um, I do um, have to shout out uh, Sean William Scott in this film, though. I love his great. vibe. He's I love great. What, this is like my favorite kind of Sean William Scott, where like he's still like, where he's like in the middle of his being like so douche. nerdy, you don't yeah. believe him, and like total douche. Where yeah. it's just like he's still cool. He's like a regular guy, and he he pulls it off. Like I love that. I love that vibe of him. And it, and like you were saying, like his fits earlier, like talking about his, the jerseys he's wearing and stuff. Like it's just, it is like. I don't know. To me, that was just like what every like white high schooler looked like yeah. in two thousand. Like it was just I, I like hockey players. I like the running yeah. joke that he nearly got hit while riding his bike so many times. Yeah, that, well, that was, was just a good, constant. Yeah. Through. Yeah. So funny, and he's so good at being frantic. Like, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. flustered and shit. But yeah, he. This is my second favorite. Uh, Sean William Scott next to Doug Glatt from the Goon movies, like oh, where yeah. he's just a guy with brain damage who's just a goon on skates. A true uh, but I like, yeah, I love Sean William Scott. He's great and he's very solid in this movie. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on with the original? Because I feel like this is a movie that's been talked about. I th- it, like as always, yeah, it's going to be the lesser talked about ones that I think we're actually going to have some things to say about that will be fun. I'm going to want to come back to this one a little bit later, yeah. but for the most part, I think what I've had to say, I've said. Yeah, well, let, let's put um, the coaster above the bottle so no one drugs it while we're gone. Sure. But we'll move on to Final Destination 2. You guys don't do that? What do you oh. <laughs> Boozy, you look so disappointed. <laughs> you should be happy that when I go to bars... That is good coaster. advice, yes. Yeah. You put, but it's funny, because it's like, what? It's a fucking coaster. <laughs> you, you are way too delicious of street meat to just be letting your drinks just hang out like that. I, I coasters are dirty, though, too. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah that's true, but it's the you know what else is dirty? This guy. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's uh, Mitch's invention. It's coasters, but for the top of your drink. And he's like, so a lid? He's like, no, it's a, a it's top a, coaster. Well, it's like a... <laughs> Hello, Dragon's Den. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Would you like oh. to comment, Kyle? I have to... Sh- you know what? For once... Moving on. Final Destination 2. This one came out in 2003. I have a log line here. Death is like a boomerang. It keeps coming back. When Kimberly has a violent premonition on a highway pileup she's blocked that she's blocked by from the freeway, she keeps a few other oh, fuck, sorry, I fucked this one up so bad. <laughs> when Kimberly has a violent premonition of a highway pileup, she blocks the freeway, keeping a few others meant to die or be safe, or are they? The survivors mysteriously start dying, and it's up to Kimberly to stop it before she's next. Mm-hmm. You killed yep. it, Kyle. Just like death killed it in Final Destination 2. Um, yeah, and the, this one is directed by David R. Ellis, who is honestly a sequel legend at this point. Since well, he followed Homeward Bound. His, he followed up his direct, directorial debut of Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco, with Final Destination 2. Talk Massive. about the double feature you never knew you wanted. Well, and he did uh, Snakes on a Plane. Up? 
Oh, blocking off. Final Destination 2 and Homeward Bound 2. That's a great one. I, and on the tr- cover of the Snakes on a Plane DVD, there's two snakes. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It all it's a, it's all coming full circle. It all works. I straight up was a bigger fan of Homeward Bound 2 as a kid. That was like my aliens. They alien. blend together to me. I can't remember, honestly. I just remember renting Homeward Bound 2 more because it had like kind of a rainy cover. And I was like, hey, Full House is filmed there. And yes, the seven-year-old Mitch was being like, Full House. You're like, oh, I uh, love the Beach Boys. Yes. Ah, yes. Shout out Uncle Joey. Fuck. <laughs> but no, this dude also, who sadly, tragically, well, I don't know if it was tragic, but he did die in 2000. 13 he was 60 years that, old he passed away while he was filming a movie with samuel jackson um yeah. he's honestly like an industry legend though this guy he who also directed the fourth installment the final destination um but yeah he was a stuntman and like he he had done stunts for some pretty big movies he was a professional surfboard er, surfer when he was <laughs> yeah surfboarder jesus he was um, a professional surfboard yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, no, he he had a very lucrative career in the film industry, and uh, it was pretty crazy seeing him tackle, seeing the difference between Final Destination Two and Final De- the Final Destination. Mm-hmm. It's wild. We'll, we'll we'll get to that next one, but yeah. it's like the quality and the the style. Obviously, one of them was filmed in three D, which clearly had. A lot <laughs> oh to yeah, play we'll talk. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this one, he also he directed Shark Night three Shark Night three D. Which is a movie that, if I recall, I've completely forgotten about. The only thing I remember about it is the rapping with the cast and crew at the end. Um, Don't you remember they, where the guys on the jet ski and then the sharks just, come and yes. yeah? We ended. We liked it, didn't we? I feel like I came around on sharks. Yeah, I think I think it wasn't that bad, honestly. I think we had fun with it because it was like lake sharks. Yeah, I don't even have any idea what you guys are talking about, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, Paxton, Sarah Paxton's in it as well. Oh, Darcy's Wildlife. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Darcy's Wildlife. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is uh, okay. The, I'll just give my brief thoughts so that I can pass it on to you guys. Please, do. I had always considered this to be my favorite in the franchise, and now it's near the bottom for me upon rewatches. But only because I think, without a doubt, this is the best opening sequence in any of the movies. I think the logging scene is brutal, to vicious, super well filmed, and it's so gnarly and it's unforgettable. Like it, you know, there are a million movies that bad things happen on planes and so like it's not the first like you know snakes we just talked about this yes um but with you just can't take away from how effective it was watching that log the the log start to drop and pummel people through windows and you just see the explosion of red and this was before they started getting really horny with the the vfx blood Like there's still there's a couple moments in this movie that utilize. There's like that. one in particular that I remember, yeah. but it's not Snow Day. Like, Are we talking uh, about the star of Snow Day? I can't believe I haven't mentioned that. This one of the yeah, stars. That's right. The, the bully from Nickelodeon Snow Day. Shout out Snow Day. I think uh, Josh Peck is also in Snow Day. Yes, it's when he was still a chubby Josh. Uh, Peck. Wait, wait, no, it's the other one we boo. Never mind. No, Josh right. Peck oh, yeah. sucks too. Oh, yeah, wait, oh wait. both of them suck. All right, throw don't, them in the corner. Oh wait, oh right, and You're then Drake. You're thinking uh, El Draco or whatever that he wants to I be. I can't even remember yeah. that guy's name, but he sucks too. Oh, he definitely sucks. He's yeah, he sucks big time. But Josh Peck sucks as well. He was just great in Mean Creek. He was the chubby kid who got bullied. Oh, and in... What's that one movie? What, the Wackness. Oh, like dude, the Wackness. I was just talking about yeah. the Wackness this weekend. That that's is a good fucked one. up. That was weird that that came up again. Shout out uh, to Josh Peck. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's the Snow Day guy. Um, <laughs> that's, his kill is the most CGI egregious in this one. Yeah, um, but the, just a wicked opening. Um, but the, like totally. the, the, my other main problem with the movie is how anticlimactic and nut busting it is seeing fucking not in a good way um seeing uh how devin sawa's character died off screen just by like getting hit in the head with a brick it's like what do you what what um i'm pretty sure this was around the time though like i know devin sawa had some real major personal issues that made his career take a hit and i'm pretty sure that, that this was around that time uh, i think he struggled with substance abuse and everything and that might have been why he wasn't available for the next movie but fuck is it such a shame because man, this this franchise could have been so much better if we had a returning Devin Sawa playing totally. playing a Nancy. Um that yeah, that would have been great. Not an actual Nancy, but like Nancy from Elm Street. Now we get you. We get you. <laughs> uh um, what are your guys' thoughts, Kyle? Yeah, so this is my first time watching this one. And I'm I I'm with you, Manchester Zone's kind of lower um, you know, on my ranking personally, but I there's still a lot of like key moments out of this one that I really enjoy. I do love that opening scene. Like, honestly, driving on the freeway after watching this still kind of freaked me out, to be honest. Like, it is, it is like, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more, but it's those, it's those little things that are what make this franchise interesting, where, like, those, like, small, believable, like, in the back of your head fears that obviously would never happen. That's what this, I mean, that's what this franchise's bread and butter is, more or less. And for me, that one is, like, just, it just nail in the coffin. It just kills me. So you can pretty much like back up what i was saying before like even though you hadn't seen this movie you still thought about that logging scene like everyone Absolutely. knows that it's yeah, that's oh crazy. for sure for sure well and the thing is is like not so much with the last two films but all three of these the first three films i have i've seen like parts and clips of all of them so much i hadn't seen this one before but i know i'd seen the logging scene and i'd seen i think i can't remember the other killer right now but in the back of my mind like some of these things i i don't know walked stumbled on super channel or something and seen parts of it before in the past but the thing about this one for me it is is that it kind of just meanders in the like the second act a little bit too much for me like that kind of like courtroom drama you stuff from the first one that like you know worked really well for what it was it just doesn't really work as well in this one they kind of just like do it again it's very much a sequel and it like you know for the formula formula that the series has like it works enough but for me, it just kind of meanders a little bit too much, and I don't think the kills are nearly as memorable besides that initial one. Yeah. Um, that being said, I actually really like the lead in this. Like, I, I like kind of the dynamic also just being established of, like, okay, this is the second one. There's another cast of characters that everyone lead, has to... Lead, are, dis- are you talking about Jenny from Out Cold? <laughs> or Where? You yeah, mean? she's in Where. I forgot yeah. about hey. that. Where is uh, that solid She's movie? also in the... William Brent Bell. She's all, shout out William Brent Bell about good. She's also in the Mummy Goosebumps episode that we covered, and she's also right. in the Virgin oh. Suicides. Wait, was she the little girl? I I guess so. Must be. Oh, I don't I remember mean, that. She man, she really. Uh... I don't recognize her from that episode, but according to because well, it was just the grandpa, the and then the the boy and the girl. I'm pretty sure, and then the I, mummy. She must have been the girl. I guess I could be wrong, but it, this is just IMDb knowledge. Um. Anyway. I, like I liked that angle of her, like like she doesn't really like fall into like craziness and like paranoia the way that Devin Sawa's character does, obviously. But I think her take on it is still like I don't know, interesting enough, and just kind of having yeah that like cast of characters that like I definitely cared about in the first one. I just didn't quite care about as much with this one, and there's like a lot of it just starts falling into like really tropey stuff, and it just that 
becomes like relished within this franchise moving forward but here it just kind of like dips its feet into it and maybe it's like kind of hypocritical to say because like when it goes like all the way in i enjoy that in some of the later films but when it's kind of like playing the middle on this one it's just not as interesting to me exactly yeah it becomes less fun and it's like they they try to make it more grim but unsuccessfully in my opinion, at least. But uh, So this one's just pretty mid for me. I like parts yeah. of it, but it, it, it's not a standout. Yeah, I definitely don't hate it, but it's it's not uh, not one of my favorites in the franchise. But Rory, next. Oh, sorry, I mean Boozy. Who <laughs> the guys, fuck is guys, Rory? Rory is, uh, he plays Marco in the Goon movies. He's the the stoner who's like burning <laughs> burning the joint on his lap. What a pull, what a, what a reference pull. He's, yeah. the, guy, he's the guy <laughs> in Goon. Two Goon references. He's the guy in Goon who's like, I have two rules. Nobody touch my fucking Percocet. Second rule. Do you have any fucking Percocet? Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So good. Uh, he was yeah. into perks before SoundCloud. Exactly. Before it was cool. Yeah. I actually like his character though. Yeah, and he's in he's in another Wolf Cop, Wolf Cop. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. A bunch of Saskatchewan made films. Um, House of the Dead, notoriously one of the worst movies ever made. Um, I like his character in this movie, though. You know, he's like at least not an annoying stoner guy, which is normally the trope. He's just yeah. more so a mid stoner guy, as Kyle said. Who is he? Hi. Okay. What are your thoughts so let's, on files? FD2, baby. So, this was the other one that I had seen previously and watching it again. And I we've all talked about this a lot, but this this opening scene had cultural impact. The way you guys have mentioned it is people who haven't seen horror movies know about the the logging truck scene at least feels like it's a cultural thing that everybody knows about um and then i feel like other than that yeah this film is a lot more boring and convoluted (laughs) than i remember it being like this this is a bad sequel and once again it is a fun time capsule of the earlier times i like that the that random farm kid is wearing a limp biscuit shirt oh shout Um, out shout out i love that kid that's noel fisher he is in some good shit he's in age of cody bakes one he's in max keeble's big move he's in (laughs) freddie got fingered he's in he's the kid who hits his head on the yes yeah in freddie got fingered and he's (laughs) and he's also in renegadepress.com which is a anyway i don't get into it but it's a great show So I I find that uh, that scene where they were hanging out just in that one area, they spent so much time around that farm. It it was (laughs) yo (laughs) yo. I am sorry to interrupt here, but Snow Day Kid was actually in Goon as well. I forgot about that. There's your third Goon reference. Continue. It's all connected. Three feet. Well, these are all BC movies. All um, of these movies have been filmed here. So yeah, anyway, like Kyle, you know what I'm talking about. Mitch, you know what I'm talking about? There where they go to the farm. They spend fucking forever there. And it is so frustrating. Totally agree. I totally Um, agree. Same with the second time we need to listen to Tony Todd explain what's going on. Like Uh, and this time he's actually cremating people and just (laughs) yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. And it's just okay. (laughs) Well, at least at least like Tony Todd's interesting. I mean the shirt's like so repetitive, but like I'll watch the eating a sandwich too. Yeah, like And the kids are just there. Um, I think it's cool that the the gasoline kind of worked worked like a Rube Goldberg. It it was just it yep. kept going and going and going. And at one part, do you guys remember where they were listening to the radio? And it was you could win free tickets to Smash Mouth if oh, you could. I didn't hear that. A near death experience. Wow, that's actually a throwback. I 
I was supposed to see Smash Mouth. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. COVID ruined your chances. Or no, wait, they uh, people they just cast Smash Mouth ruined your chances. Smash Mouth ruined Smash Mouth ruined. They're that, so irrelevant. It, well, yeah. Man, now he's not in the band anymore. That would have been so iconic. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, I find that yeah, this is a pretty poor sequel. And I thought this was your going to be your favorite one still. So because oh, I can't oh. wait to find out what Boozy's favorite is. Actually, I have a feeling that Boozy's favorite of these movies isn't even considered really a favorite. In any Probably, way. yeah. Um, which is, yeah, fair. But uh, so, yeah, so so two's two's definitely mid. I feel like we can yeah. all agree that the only thing I'll say about two in terms of like the other kills that I find memorable is they do a good job of building up the snow day guy's death even though it's kind of cringy when you see like the super cgi blood coming out of his eyes no, which I is agree. something that's going to carry on for the rest of the franchise but you got to be if they're going to let like dull that out was, this level of carnage like they're going to use some cgi blood that was the turning point i feel when brian exploded that was the turning point <laughs> in this brian. franchise yeah yeah no that's a good place i, I think is. you're right i think yeah. you're right man i'm so happy you brought it quick so happy you brought up that farm boozy because i was thinking about that too like also it makes no sense that that's where they decide to like end like their celebration on like at the end of the film like why are they there they just happen to like stumble upon like the van they were in just crash into that farm and so they were there for that day for like the wreck or whatever but they have no relation to that family at all wait a second are you talking about the kid exploding at the end yeah oh no the turning point was when snow day guy no no no, i'm not talking about the train point i'm saying like it makes no sense that like like when the, they are at that farm, like, how why they are, are they celebrating there? Act like they know this family. They have no idea who this family is. They just happen to be there that one day. <laughs> like, have you makes... seen the final destination? That's <laughs> one we're gonna like, get. Oh, like to God. me, to me, that is like the clear difference between the first film and the second film because that is just pure nonsense. Which is like obviously okay, but the first film just didn't have any of that. So like, yeah. it's it's a total mm-hmm. shift. They really put a lot of stock in this one in knowing that they can talk down to their audience because the movie's made for horny teenagers who are going on dates and stuff like that. And that's true. Yeah. It's like, you know, the first one, like, you know, there's many times where it's been done extremely well. Like you look at scream and um, the original final destination, but this one, it's just like, Oh, people, they, they don't want to, they, they're not coming here for the substance. They just want to see the carnage. And it's like, yeah, but the carnage needs to also be fun if there's going to be no substance. And that's what this one is really guilty of. Nah, I, I don't think it really does a good job at kind of balancing that, unfortunately. But yeah, so lackluster number two. Uh, Boozy, yeah. you look like you're bursting at the seams with something here. I am so excited to talk about three. Okay, fuck it. Uh, me too. I am too. Um, so <laughs> oh, sorry, I just I was looking at my notes. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I uh, all right. So final des or yeah, final destination three is directed by James Wong. We have James Wong returning back back in, in the, the trap. trap. Yeah, back in the trap to put some respect back on this franchise's name. It does. And it was, yeah, co-written by Glenn Morgan and Jeffrey Reddick. Or the story by Jeffrey Reddick. Sorry, my IMDb is fucking up here. Um, yeah, this is the the roller coaster one. <laughs> it's six years, six years after students cheated death, another teen has a premonition she and her friends will be involved in an accident. When the vision it proves true, the students and survivors deal with the repercussions of cheating the Grim Reaper. So I think maybe for synopsis from here on out, we just go with uh, what was the inciting death? Because yeah. that's really all that's that all there that- is. It's really um, all yeah. that matters. Story this, takes a big backseat now. Yeah, but this one has a lot of stuff that we we could talk about, though, in terms of 
Um, it's starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is honestly top five favorite actors for me. Like, I love her. She's phenomenal. She's been in some really incredible indie movies and she brings it in this movie. She's very solid. She she does what she is needs to do with the material that was given to her. She does her best with it. Uh, but then we also have Ryan Merriman, who is none other than the stolen boy in the deep end of the ocean. I've talked sure. about this movie on uh, the podcast many times, but it's one of those movies that very few people have actually seen. It's a movie about with Michelle Pfeiffer and her kid gets stolen at a fucking mall or something. And then 10 years later, new, new uh, tenants move in across the street and she realizes that it might be her teenage boy. Like he's her baby gets stolen. That's dark. my boy. That that's is my boy. Either well, he is boy. also the kid from The Luck of the Irish. Don't forget that. Yes, that is. That's it. And then Chris Lemke, who was in Ginger Snaps, oh, uh, yeah. which is so shout out Ginger Snaps, one of the table favorites here. Alex Alexis Johnson, I think her name is. Uh, she has been in Final Destination 3. And um, Jesse um, Moss. Uh, okay, last one. Shout out Jesse Moss because he was in Tucker and Dale versus Evil, The Uninvited. Uh, I believe he's in Ginger Snaps as well. Uh, oh, he's yeah. in Wolf Cop. He's been in Extraterrestrial, like all these, like all these indie, low budget Canadian horror sci-fi horror films. stuff. You're, I gotta add two things on you, um, Alexis Johnson. Uh, she's actually she was the lead in the show Instant Star, the Canadian hit TV series about an upcoming instant rock star. Nobody remembers Instant Star. Okay, cool. But don't oh. forget. But don't forget, of course, oh. Amanda Crew is in this movie. Who I remember Instant Star now. Now I'm I looking hate, it up. I hate that I remember this. Oh my it was God. a terrible show. It was not this good. This always and, came on after Degrassi, The Next Generation. It's true. And, uh, and, it always came on on my illegal satellite dish. And I always right turn it off because nobody cares about Instant Star. But oh, I w- Instant Star is what got me into music. That's what made me want <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. But yeah, Amanda Cruz in this though. She was in Fifteen Love, another great Canadian show. She was in Silicon Valley, the whole thing. She was in Sex Drive. She's the man. So shout out Amanda Cruz. This is her first yep. movie. Age of Adeline, Adeline, and uh, Haunting Connecticut. Uh, Charlie St. Cloud. Shout Charlie out St. Cloud. Freaks, very good film from a couple of years ago. Good. Yeah. Either way. Okay. So Final Destination Three. Yeah, this one was, uh, I've mentioned to you guys already, but I'm going to be living on March, as of March 1st, I'm going to be living in a five minute walking distance from where the roller coaster is. It's a roller coaster in Vancouver at Playland. And uh, all of these, like all three of these movies, like Final Destination, the first one, it's Abbotsford, uh, the, the airport is Abbotsford Airport. Um, there's so many of these, like this is my my life. Like I walk around Final Destination everywhere. Like it's every one of these movies was filmed here. Um, but this is one that when it came out, I remember it was when I first started becoming a little bit of like a little jaded horror fan. And I was like thinking I was smarter than certain things. And uh, it's only grown in esteem for me over the years. I think this movie is a fucking blast. Like as far as I don't think it's like an amazing movie and it's not my favorite in the franchise, but it's one of the highlights for me. And I find that it's more entertaining to revisit because it's so bizarre and crazy. And like the roller coaster setting is perfect it's, for a final it's destination. Such a good idea. Yeah. There's some really, really memorable kills in this one. Like everybody remembers the tanning bed, no matter how ludicrous it is. Um, it's, it's, it's a blast. And yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead really like the movie is benefited by having a real actor in there as well. Like, and not to say that the other actors aren't real actors, but she's, She's clearly talent. on a different level. Yeah. She's a very oh, talented actor. For sure. 
That's about you guys? Well, I'll just, you know, I'll be up front. This is my favorite one. Nice. Yeah, I love this one. This this Fuck is yeah. what I this is what I remember found the destination to be. This like you said Mitch like you would constantly rent the first one. I rented this one like a, like dozens of times back in the days. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes it's sense because of the boobs, hey. It well it's yeah, it's that. Definitely. And really I guess it's just that. It's just that. <laughs> um <laughs> it's that and um <laughs> To me, yeah, it checks yeah, out yeah, though because, like, <laughs> I feel like it's the exact like time difference between like when we would have been renting those things. Like, totally, yeah. how old we are. So, like, to me, this is just like pure. This is pure like teen schlock, but it's benefited by benefited by like the great like I don't know, pretty solid performances. Pretty solid performances, and also just a general theme and idea of what Final Destination is. Yeah. I don't think they totally ran out of steam yet with this one. I still think the kills are pretty effective. They're outrageous, but they're like fun. Um, it's way more on kind of like the sillier side of things. Um, yeah. this is where they too... start, they start doing the, the good blend. There's a exactly. good blend of the first two in this one. I, I totally agree because, you know, not that a lot of this is like straight up dramatic or like very serious. It doesn't take itself that serious, which I think really works for it. Um, but that being said, like the performances are yeah, Great. when it like, does take itself seriously, it's at least not cringy because you have actors no. like Mary Elizabeth Wynn. So like, Guys, just like get, hop on my level here. How good is she? Like no, she's, she's great. She, she's legitimately like just a really good like the fact that she she really did elevate this movie because it could have been four. Well, I think it's 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 good to like have seen her in other stuff to be honest because I feel like I can tell how good of an actor she is in this yeah. giving this kind of performance. Like she's clearly playing like the, you know, uh, I don't know. She's she's playing into the horror teen performance like archetype and she does it really really well. I'd also marry her right now if she wanted. Oh, okay. Just in case well, she's listening. It's, a, it's yeah, in her name, so this, I'm sure she's you hear this. Yeah, I think for me, like overall, I just honestly think of it as like a theme park ride. Like the, mm-hmm. obviously, that's like what the thing you know sets itself up to be. But it kind of like well, that's the thing about horror movies. It's kind of like a really crazy theme park ride. <laughs> they're like Marvel movies, you know. Yeah, it's they're, like they're an just... experience. I don't know. There's like small details. This one though, it's like are like so weird, like. There's like a Johnny Remote bobblehead on her desk for some reason. And there's like, see, that's the only thing I don't like, but yeah, like, I don't really understand that. Like, I don't know, but just even seeing someone roll out like a Motorola Razor, like, to me, oh, this is like, fucking shout out Razors. Like, it's just, like, this is, this is exactly like the, you know, the kind of nostalgia that people are like trying to, you know, have me spend money on now in 2022. There were two types of people in the world people with razors and people without razors people with crazers those fucking those are the slim ones shout out crazers but uh oh yeah i don't know there's just like so many funny lines like i love when i love that the one of the funeral scenes when the one like gym rat guys like man at my funeral can someone like bring a psp or something like enjoy yourself (laughs) there amazing (laughs) kill too like there's multiple really great kills in this i don't yeah like like after having seen all five of them kind of like in a pretty short amount of time, like personally, this is just one that sticks out. Like, I feel like the first one, you know, it was a great way to like set the, set the stage of what it was. And I think the franchise kind of could have went in two different ways. I feel like we've had similar conversations, even with like uh Friday, like our Nightmare on Elm Street, where it's like, okay, do you go campier? Do you go really dark? Both can work. How do you go about it? This franchise kind of FD three, baby. Yeah. You kind of had to do the same thing. The second one was kind of like, I don't know, just not really hitting anything correctly. Whereas this one, like, this is Dream Warriors to me. Like, I don't know, like, to me, it works. It's goofy. It's That's fun. fucking psychotic. I want to wedge you so bad for comparing these two. But well, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna think That's it, it, buddy, this in is terms your last of like, episode. yeah, you're fired from the show, Kyle. 
Whatever, man. I'm a dream warrior <laughs> till I die. Yeah, you're not leaving. We're firing you. Man, this <laughs> movie has two Osama jokes. You can only get that in oh, 06. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Like, I also, I, I feel like I forgot to mention that Final Destination 2 has 16 deaths. And um, so that's a steep drop off from the 292 in the first one. Not um, as fun. But this one has 14 deaths. So we're going down, sugar, yeah. and we're going down swinging. But <laughs> yeah. uh, Kyle, sorry, continue. You're talking that's... about Osama jokes. I know those are your favorite. Yeah, and there's two of them here, so it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I, I is you don't want to recite it, them? Is Did this you write thing... them down? <laughs> I wrote them down, but I'm saving them for you. So <laughs> this, this to me is not something that like I'm gonna go on record and say it's a masterpiece. But that being said, like in the kind of whole idea of this whole series, this is what sticks out to me. This, this is what I want from a Final Destination movie. If they were to sort this of take this peak. film in a different direction well the first one like is like two the, the first one's probably my second if i had to rank them the thing is is though to me there's too much melancholy in that and it, it yeah. really meanders in the in the second act a little bit too much for me where this is just kind of like just pure like cotton candy the whole time and that's personally totally what I, I would grab but yeah i enjoyed it boozy um, what do you think okay let's talk about final destination three do you guys remember when they showed the devil at the start of this film in the Tony picture? Tom. No, no, the, the devil that was in the clouds and they just gave him a giant dong for some reason. If anybody watches this after listening to this episode, check out that scene. Anyway, I have a bone to pick with this film. I'm frustrated because they shit on Celine Dion, who is a Canadian oh, treasure. That's true. Very frustrating. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Um, and then Kyle had mentioned the funeral, which aside from that, what the guy said at, at being hilarious about the funeral, I love the fact that they buried the Valley Girls at the same time together, and they're not related. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Why would they? Why would they be buried together? Yeah, um, and I think my favorite part of this film is it really it, it embraces the more goofier side of this. I think two of my favorite things is they after they know they're in danger, they decide to go operate forklifts as well as they go to a fireworks festival you always got to man sometimes you just got to i think it's so funny how they are so concerned like especially in this one because they're quite like interwoven into like okay how do we like beat it how do we cheat it like what's the best way to go about it they're like really strategizing it and they're like okay but actually i'm gonna be busy for like two hours i have to go to a fireworks festival (laughs) or yeah i'll have to operate a nail gun at work (laughs) they should have done a final destination movie at fire festival oh yeah well arguably it was one or the one guy who pretty much his whole reason for dying is he just wouldn't get out of his fucking car like it (laughs) oh yeah i forgot about that so yeah, the, besides the Celine Dion hate, where, where, what are your feelings on actual FD3? I, I actually agree with you guys a lot that this one is that it, I appreciate it embraced the goofierness of it and it has fun. I think that's something that was sorely missed in too. And yeah. th- this one's like higher up on the list of you know where they all rank because it, I, i'd rewatch this it's, it's fun. funny because it is yeah like i mentioned already that this is this one's really really grown in my esteem like it's it's jumped up on my my ranking especially in terms of final destination movies but this one only has 14 deaths and i feel like each of these deaths this has some of the most consistently fun and inventive deaths uh i, I do love the the I gym totally jock agree. getting his head squished like a potato <laughs> oh. <laughs>
Well, look who it is. Put your fucking camera on. You're supposed to give me a heads up. <laughs> oh, Kyle, we oh, brought your number one fan. Who's this? Tanner Zipshin? Oh, who is this? Here, we're going to get a little image. We got a, we got a special guest caller coming into the show. Can you hear us? Oh, I can hear you. Oh my god, now he's got his his fucking video off. Oh no! Why isn't it We're, working? Yeah, are, are you, do you got your video on, Mitch Clark? It should be good, but also I'm uh, the epitome of a toxic, shitty male. There we go. Yeah, that can't go, work Mitch, a computer. Mitch Clark in the building. Uh, Kyle, can you, can you please this- come... Kyle's Mitch hiding. is Mitch is set up like we're doing a cameo. Like yeah. we paid him twenty bucks. <laughs> Kyle is literally has his mic off and his webcam off, like his mute on. Okay, Kyle, come back here. Come on back. Come say hi to your buddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who's this guy in the background? That's a soccer legend, Mitch Clark. Oh, did you? Were you looking up pictures of Mitch Clark? I don't know. Maybe close enough. There. So, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch buddy, and Kyle, how's it going? If, I don't know if I told you, Mitch, but today is Kyle's last episode of the Terror Table. I don't know if I told you that he's going to be leaving. Yeah. Uh, no, he, he said that his reasoning was because hey. he wanted to successfully evade having to ever be on an episode with Mitch Clark. Wow. In his words, he said, "I could take him." Yeah, I did I'm, say that. I, I am a giant <laughs> pussy. Your words, not mine. But yeah, I wanted. Uh, we we were joking earlier on about how funny it would have been if we would have planned for you to pop in, and uh, it's it's it was never too late. Death takes it. many forms. We're talking about the Final Destination franchise today. Those are good films. I got the was it the five film pack from the lobby the other day, and I was like genuinely the other day. Well, like last, you last actually- yeah, from uh, I got it with Solo Possession. <laughs> and bordello of blood because i needed like something to kind of like offset the terrible like heavy movies i was watching <laughs> yep uh the how this started too is mitch sent me a text saying oh man salo is something else as a movie <laughs> that i was like it sure is you join this for a second <laughs> this is kind of perfect timing perfect uh, no that's awesome well uh do you have we're just finishing up our thoughts on final destination 3 do you have any thoughts on uh the series as a whole or have you yet to revisit it again i we watched the first one yesterday and then so we're just going to slowly like we watched kind of like that opening piece on the second one which, which i think is probably like the best intro opening yeah yeah did Definitely. uh did you did i tell you we're doing this the series because you're you're in it you listen to our show every week yeah kind of a surprise for you as well that you get you that worked out well you got a five pack and we got an episode coming your way and it'll be the last time you have to hear from kyle because he's dead i'm gone honestly i'm on a train i'm on i'm on a highway i'm on a roller coaster i'm on a plane my death is it's yeah i'm on a bridge you're at a nascar event i'm 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 on i'm at daytona that's over so what do you have to say about kyle thinking that better watch out is a dangerous movie well like I'm wondering if he's going to say Final Destination is a problematic movie in case it makes death think that it can just take whoever it wants. Mm-hmm. Never thought of it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. What's probably bring a good point? I think so. I think what's also problematic is that Smash Mouth heard you were coming and canceled their trip. We've talked hey. about that today as well. Yeah, well, that actually came up earlier. 
Um, I feel like I'm actually exactly in February 2020 right now, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. You know what is crazy? I just thought about this the other day. We're, we will let you go right away. Mitch, I know it's late where you are right now. Um, but we were talking, I was just thinking about, I met, we first met right as COVID was hitting. Yeah. You were in the, you were wrestling in the last event before everything shut down. Yeah. Where you what? came over and recorded and I had COVID. And I got, so like, I think I got it like three days later from one of the people I potentially wrestled. I think you got it from me, oh, honestly. You're a monster. I, I'm patient zero. Yeah. I wasn't spitting on you or anything, but yeah. Well, thank you so much for hopping in. Hey, this has been a blast. Great chatting with you. Mitch, uh, Boozy, I'll list you soon. Uh, Kyle, I don't know who I'm going to, like, I don't know who I'm going to complain about to, to Mitch Oliver now uh, while listening yeah. to podcasts. So uh, you will have Fuck. leave a void in my heart and in my mind. Best of luck with whatever you're doing. Oh, wow. thank you very much. Best just twenty dollars we've ever spent. Uh, Mitch yeah. and Boozy, just wait. Um, <laughs> once me and Mitch Clark start our own podcast, things will really start heating up. Man up with Mitch. This yeah. is what yeah. I'm talking I about. Can't, yeah. You can teach Kyle how to be a man. Yeah. It'll just be you can do it'll five push ups all days. Five push ups. It'll just be like a podcast version of like the per- two perfect strangers, you know? It's like our Zadie, our Zadie journeys together. What but do you think, Kyle? Just... Could we get you to do five push ups right now? Um the dump truck won't let me. <laughs> Fair. All right. Thanks so much for joining, Mitch. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Good luck, Kyle. Whatever you're doing. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, man. See you, man. Internet is hard. <laughs> Well, he's old manning right now. That worked out, eh? Wow, that got me. <laughs> yeah, I, was got tro- I was Trojan horsed. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I like that you came back with your own Mitch Clark. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, at least we can now say that you died having met um, UFC legend, star of Druid's hand, Mitch Clark. Correct. Professional <laughs> wrestler. He needs more like Wikipedia photo or Google Photos love. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. We'll work on that for him. His Wikipedia page is really funny because in his bio it says uh, that he hates Sega Genesis. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it's so good. Um, all right, Pretend where were does, we? Apparently, we were we were talking about FD three. Did we finish up on FD three? I feel like we. Did. I feel like we've probably finished FD three. All right, boys, yeah. let's head on to the final destination. So this is the fourth installment in the franchise. This came out in two thousand nine. And uh, this was contrary to popular belief. A lot of people say Final Destination 3 was in 3D. Nah, dog. Nah. It was this. This was the first one. It shows. Slander. Yeah. So the Final Destination 2009. This is the one that's set at NASCAR. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Returning director, David R. Ellis. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much. Eric Bress is back for a story, too. So this is is actually like, this is the, the... the boys are back in a way. That's true. Yeah, the boys are back, but uh, are the vibes back? Ooh. Boys, this 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 thing is a fucking endurance test. It is. I've I'd seen it once before. This is the second time I saw it, and I I, I really really hate watching this movie. <laughs> it is not one. fun. It's not creative. There's nothing. There's there's no redeemable factors for this in my opinion um this one is really really rough i i and i know i shouldn't be there's so but, there's, but there's chantel van santen aka becca butcher come back this. when you're chantel kraviezek am i right Lucy? <laughs> yeah yeah canadian but, icon mm-hmm. married to rain Maida of 
um our lady peace our lady peace yes, yes. speaking uh, of douchey uh like okay this one hunt played by nick zano it's you you guys take it away i'm sorry i don't even know where to go with this one i hate this movie there's 64 yeah. deaths in it nascar i think nascar is not a bad setting for a final destination movie um, it's okay like, a lot of really awful people are into nascar i'm not saying everyone who's into nascar <laughs> i am i'm saying awful. that if we're yeah i i hate nascar it's so fucking stupid the so ratio lame. is not in the so good guy's lame. favor honestly nascar fell off plus ratio for sure yeah everything Take the about, l every single thing about this movie feels cheaper which is often the case with those th- with totally. the 3d installments of things but which which is weird this is the highest budget this thing was 40 mil all the other ones were like 20 <laughs> it was the most most money uh put into this one maybe it was the 3d aspect of mm-hmm. it i'm not sure totally but... it had to have been because like yeah. dude this is the, and this is the most this movie, like it, it I shouldn't, I shouldn't say, I'm going to say it. It's a Hallmark movie. Like it's, it's a Hallmark movie with kills. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's really like the acting it's it, everything is so formulaic. And like that, I'm not saying that Hallmark movies are bad because they know what they want to be. And they're always doing They're recycling the same formula. That's very much a Blink-182 song where, you know, there's the intro riff, then there's the verse, then there's the chorus, then there's the verse, then there's the interlude. And then the chorus twice. <laughs> That's what this movie is. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it just feels cheap. For what it is right because like you yeah. can still do something like this and like i don't know cheap is maybe a harsh way to put it but you could do something that's kind of like hokey or like silly i mean number three is a perfect example of like doing this mm-hmm. correct this is just like going way too far down the rabbit hole and that kind of like uh mindset because it just does not pay off it is so like its biggest thing is that it's just so boring honestly it's the shortest one and it feels the longest and the nascar thing is like an interesting it's interesting for a kill, but it's not. It's not a not great handled setup. well at all. Because like that would be like a lesser kill in like the third movie, in my opinion. That wouldn't have been the, that's that's a, to be the opening for this is just kind of like think about the like it's intensity. just so grandiose, like an entire stadium blowing up. Like okay, sure, like obviously nothing needs to make sense in Final Destination. That's fine, but like yeah. just right off the get go, you see like what kind of line in the sand they want to draw, and it it's just not. It's it's so it's so over the top in a way that like. Like it just shoots its load so quick that nothing is really exciting afterwards. It's just yeah. so, no, none, so none of the kills are good. Everything feels cheaper. It's got the worst character in the entire franchise, which is Hunt, the the douche guy who uh, oh. to quote, he's like the douchey bro whose sole reason to exist is to make like crude sex jokes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like heads or tails. And you but, know I like head. Right after oh. one of his friends dies. Honestly, I'm pretty kind, sure of a, a kind of a sick line. Kind of a sick yeah, line. Kind of, yeah, put put that one in the back You pocket. know what? You always got to shoot your shot. I'm going to do what I do best. Go and get laid. If I'm dying, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. That was sick. Wait, Boozy, what Boozy, what did you think of this one, though? Uh-oh. No, uh, this was, yeah, this is painful. I, I will say with the, the cultural association Mitch was talking about with NASCAR, funny that this is the only uh, Final Destination movie that has a swastika in it. And, and it's the only one. About, uh, sorry? And the N-bomb. And the N-bomb, yeah. Oh, and man, yeah. What a, what a movie to, to make that statement in, hey? Of course, yeah, well, of it's, course. It's a an attempted burning cross. Like, what? Like, just... Yeah, like, I, I, that was, yeah... 
really off-putting totally. especially in this movie because it doesn't there's no point deserved to have any of that stuff to make any sort of statement you don't just get to randomly throw those in and then have a bunch of people die to distract that or it doesn't even like try to like attempt to like talk about that being a statement you, at all have you yeah. guys seen... not that they would have done it well but like they didn't even try it was, it was just... pointless it was have just you pointless. guys seen um those like essay generators online where you can just put oh, in for a sure. couple sheets of just words and then it'll pop out a form like a structured essay with yeah. whatever like and for a lot of time like there's there's a really funny one for a hallmark movie someone put like 10 hallmark movie scripts in and then generated a new one and it's like just the exact same thing but with different certain keywords Huge. changed and that's what this movie feels like though it's like it feels like it was that it's really like the writing what they did not give a fuck about the story which we don't need story in a final destination movie definitely but not, we don't no. need it to be treated this badly like this poorly and this came out during that awful period we've talked about many times of the 3d for no fucking reason era totally and, hey, and you know one, what oh yeah uh, shout out the my bloody valentine remake i like that one uh, and it was just it was pointless that everything uh, i and i think not even that, honestly horror, this though, franchise, like just film in general yeah, yeah I, I think that honestly though this franchise it should have worked this was a franchise that if you had one that was 3d should have worked it's just that four was the worst one to choose for that because mm-hmm. overall four is just bad at its core um that randomly throwing in i don't know who decided that there was a great idea to throw in like the dolphin sounds or or the the roaring yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. once again those are things that are earned in a comedy horror way not where this movie is it's, that's a good it, point that's a good and point. and i think the the worst thing about this film is that it takes the idea of final destination and it basically takes all the tact away from it yeah. so it seems that everything is just uh kill it's a 3d kill gag sleep. it's a th- everything's set up for 3d and none of it is done uh, well it's yeah, like well, a... you'd have the other films where like a, a rube goldberg system would define how your kill goes whereas this one you just literally watch bolts unscrew so it can just fall on like there's no tag it's just the salon mean for mean sake the salon is the best example of exactly what you're talking about too and that's where you know if like there's horror films are built on tricks like they're built mm-hmm. on camera techniques and the different ways that you can use to to manipulate the camera to showing the audience what you want to show them to make it feel real in the salon it you can actually just feel they're like moving a can like i know this is a <laughs> podcast but they're showing the bottom of the can going like this and it's like oh yeah, it's yeah, moving yeah. on its own it's mm-hmm. like you don't there's even see the whole can. to it there's the the it's like a stop motion or, vine sorry the yeah. the, fa- the fan <laughs> the fan on top and they're like clearly someone's like in the attic or like uh, above the trusses and just like moving it around and it's just like yeah that, that's how movie magic is done like you can yeah you got to find wh- what to show and what not to show but they show you like everything is just so sloppy and so phoned in that it's it's I saw this in the theater and this is one of those times where I was like, I got robbed. Like uh, like they Hollywood took my money like straight up. Like I think like, especially after three, these movies should be fun. I worked hard at Bonanza for that money. (laughs) And this is the polar opposite of fun. Yeah, like this isn't even fun. Like it's it's, it's not fun. It's, no, it, and, it, and there's so no boring. audience for it. No adult wants to watch well, this. No teen is going to be excited. There's one redeemable factor. What? Could you guys take one guess at one thing that I enjoyed about it's this? It's the movie? shortest the... one of the series. Nope. The pool kill. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, the guy oh, literally yeah. gets I his asshole. That. His inside yeah. sucked out of his asshole. 
that's that's the best part of the movie for there sure, was zero opinion. tact for that one too it was just oh, yeah. like yeah they're gonna suck him eventually they i suck guess his guts out of his butthole <laughs> the thing about the thing about this one is like it's not good by any means and i think watching it back you you realize you're saying there's no tact boozy i think that's a great way to put it like nothing really feels like anything like is concrete or really fits together very well the only thing i can like I don't even know if it's not really like a good thing about it, but it does have that kind of like late summer, like packed movie theater vibe to it. If that makes uh-huh. any sense. Like, not that those movies are good, but like, I understand of like going to like the cinema on a Friday night and everybody's there and they're all going to see final destination, like the final destination. Uh-huh. That's the, I, I don't know why I feel that way about this movie. Not saying that that's like a good indicator of it, but sometimes things just like come out at the right time. They're planned, right. like planned very well. I feel like that's kind of what this movie is. It was like, like on a spreadsheet type thing like it was like constructed out of like numbers rather than words like right. that's totally and, they, yeah. and they yeah. just forgot about tony todd or you know he yeah this is the one how... that has no tony todd okay yeah. well, we have and, to also talk about the main thing this is the final destination they decided yeah, but... this was going to be the last one this no, wasn't a number that's a horror trope man like because that's the one thing i give them i i give them credit because friday the 13th showed us that they can do this nightmare on elm street did this the fourth friday the 13th is called friday the 13th for the final chapter okay fair enough so then tell me this are any of those like final not final films like are they generally good zero or not good? they are always yeah like the final so, okay yeah. well that that makes me think did they like did like this come out of the editing room and say okay we, we this is fucking shit okay slap the final destination on it then this is not final destination four <laughs> this is the final destination because we need to make it seem this, better than it is this is one of the only instances where it's all of the above answer d <laughs> it's answer d it's okay. like let's cover our asses but the thing is it's like they clearly knew i think i think honestly like the my gut instinct is they felt like this kind of like what dexter did um how dexter has a new season out now and it's because like that show had like notoriously the worst ending in tv history and then they're like okay we can't we can't leave like this is this was a legendary series you know a lot of people love dexter um and i feel like it's the same thing with final destination is like when we get to final destination five they're kind of paying respect to where they come from totally this movie Absolutely. does not do it this would be such a sour note to end on there's some weird callbacks like there's things like uh i saw this on imdb like the speedway is mckinley speedway which is like the high school from the third one so like that's connected yeah you you know all of the hard hardcore final destination fans are looking out for those easter eggs and and like when this he, fucking movie and when the one the main guy is like looking at like the water advertisement it's like clear rivers water so it's like clear from the first two movies yeah yeah clear and then the dude the guy that's like randomly like the old dude in the hospital is trying to get a bath from the nurse his name is mr subi which is the detective detective subi from the second one the viet the guy with the flashbacks yeah so it's like super weird random like like they maybe they tried to do like they for sure tried it's 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 impossible to make a movie and not try it like it's, I mean, it's hard it's very also i'm hard not saying that any of that this. makes it any better because well to be honest when i was watching this one and i saw those things and wrote them down i was like okay that's like kind of funny but then the fifth one just does that like way better basically yeah like that kind of the callbacks here they're just basically like sprinkles on a pile of shit yeah. whereas the yeah. other one it's like there's at least some substance to the ice cream i don't know yeah no i agree and i'll say like just as my personal positive for this movie is that um like as someone who wants to make films i have this is one of the movies that's made me realize that there's a lot to learn from 
movies that you hate and bad movies because there is this movie showed me up front and center a lot of the things that i really hate and i would be upset if i ever you know dropped the ball while i was filming something and uh there's some valuable lessons on what not to do with the final destination imagine bringing bubba gump himself back to just throw him in this Lieutenant Dan, I got no and he's way. and he's the best part of this movie. <laughs> he is, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> like, I love sure. how the one guy he's literally credited as racist. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually I, I managed well, to look I that mean, up. It, it's suiting because I noticed that they never say his name at all. They just call him that racist guy. I love how in his his IMDb picture, look, he looks like the singer of Prodigy. <laughs> and, to me, he looks. Oh. I can't tell exactly. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> he's got like the flock of seagulls hair. Imagine he, just like throwing he's a headshot in there, been like, "Okay, we'd like you to audition for the role of racist." When he's driving drunk in his truck, racist. he's listening to Anvil. So that oh you know. god, yeah, the, the <laughs> I knew Boozy would love that. Like all the butt rock in this one. Okay, so so it is Shine Down. Yeah, it opens up with Shine Down. <laughs> just all like the biggest chacha rock shit which totally. is fitting for nasty yeah fair enough i mean whatever shout out shine down i guess this was pre five finger death punch so. uh, tommy lee baby <laughs> the last thing that I'll, the last thing that i'll say about this one um and to me this is like the true indicator of this one just being like so lazy is that like our leads like spidey sense or like his premonition sense oh, it's, it's so just cheesy. So, it's just yeah. so like heightened and so anamorphs like, it is it's it's totally anamorphs vibes it's just so like i don't know everything in these movies clearly doesn't make sense and that's like Uh not an issue with it but the way that that's handled for me is just like it's it's just constant it's just constant nonsense it's like throwing everything at the wall hoping something will stick but nothing does and that's like all the taste it's like all the b ideas from all the other films that were like left off exactly they kind of swept that all together and they're like uh nascar i guess do that the thing that i hate most about this is that i will always and this is a case for so many franchises it's almost an important place for every franchise to have one of these is i'm a completist and i'm a guy who like now that it has the name final destination Right. Some people are able to skip ones they don't like. I can I can't. If I'm ever doing a marathon, I have to watch um, I have to watch anything that has the name on it except for Black Christmas. I I do love I think my favorite part of the movie is actually like the last like 5 minutes after they've kind of like been deemed safe or whatever they feel safe and he's walking by that construction like the the scaffolding or whatever and he's like, "Hey man, pay us to be safe." as he points at his cast. That was the best part of the movie. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's a plus. A plus. That kind of tells you what's going on there. All right, you guys, let's let's close it. We're on the we're in the um the end oh. stretch here. We're at the finish line. Yeah, we made. Let's it. talk about Final Destination Five, which came out in 2012, I believe. Was it 2012 11, or 2013? I, okay, so for the last two movies, I didn't know they existed, <laughs> and this one specifically, I did not know existed. Because 2011. It- and it feels so much different from four and it's not that much of a like age gap no yeah that's a good point it totally does feel it feels different yeah um this one yeah so it was directed by steve quale who uh has directed into the storm which was a recent uh you know one of those natural Um, disaster movies yeah he did super fire which is a tv movie (laughs) aliens of the deep 
um the dude doesn't have a lot of like he doesn't have a lot of he, credits under he's his mostly belt like a it. second unit director he did he yeah. was second unit director on the avengers of rocky and bullwinkle mm-hmm. as well as the haunt as well as the haunted mansion titanic and avatar to me more interestingly is this it was written by eric heiser who of course did the nightmare on elm street remake they he wrote this as well but and the thing remake and bird box and bloodshot but however, randomly, he also wrote Arrival, Denis Villeneuve's Arrival. Man, that wow. always happens, dude. Wow. Who's the, the writer of... Uh... Oh, no, that's not even... Okay, so the writer of Scream 5 also wrote... Or one of the writers of Scream, the latest Scream, he also wrote Zodiac. Insane. Like, that's it's just, just wild. Crazy. Yeah, like, and, and Scream 5 is fucking awesome, by the way. It's so good. I, um, I love that stuff because, to me, it just kind of always shows you, like... I don't know. You could shit on something as much as Dude, you want, but, but Damien, like someone always says. Damien what? Chazelle wrote The Last Exorcism Part 2. Okay. <laughs> like, it's That's... wild. So, yeah, people, people, this is a job for some people. Yeah, fair it's enough. a job no, for a lot of people, and I'm, I'm happy that he got some money from this. Well, and Arrival specifically is interesting because he, he was an EP on that. So he clearly had some skin in the game for that production and, like, cared about it probably yeah, more than for sure. this movie, I would imagine. So this one, I believe this one was also in 3D. It was, yeah, yeah. It yeah, it was, too. but it was just done a lot better. But um, <laughs> well, even one... by 2011, they were starting to figure out, okay, like what needs to actually be in 3D, what doesn't, yeah. and like, because a lot of films were just like not actually being shot in 3D with like 3D like um, ready cameras. They would shoot it sta- like digitally normally, and then they would uh, do a 3D transfer in post. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. other other movies would like film it with like 3D in mind, and would use like certain like. Uh, Whatever yeah this this was it. done avatar style this is avatar style and yeah. you can i mean i didn't watch it in 3d but you can obviously tell it's just used yeah. a little more like i don't know so this is the bridge one and uh it's so it starts off with the natural they're like the disaster on the bridge that is the lion's gate bridge in vancouver i've driven i've driven on that thing five times in the last three days so it's wow. so cool like i i, I don't mean to be annoying by always talking about like you know where i'm living now but like that's why i moved out here like i i get so horny from film locations you live in medicine hat right medicine no it's vancouver i thought you lived in medicine hat this whole time okay i get it good joke yes okay thank you Uh, no this is like it it's basically our answer to the full house bridge right right. second full house reference of the episode um but yeah i drove like it's so many films have been like war uh rise of the planet of the apes it's all on there as well Uh, the end of the james franco one um speaking of james franco this one does star um the hgtv dave franco dave franco though that's the lead guy he he looks like one of the he looks like he'd be on a a fix houses shows which which guy are we talking about here the main one who has all the premonitions oh right 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 I just remember him from Fired Up. Do you guys remember that movie? Oh my god, I saw Fired Up in the theater. I totally I did, forgot about I that. I did movie. too. I saw the theater too. Crazy, yeah. And David Keckner, uh, from Cheap Thrills, Anchorman, he's just a legend. He's in this oh, film. Yeah. Yeah, His yeah. death is incredibly wicked. He's mm-hmm. the one who gets covered in oil and tar. tar. Yeah, tar yeah. and he melts off and shit. And um, yeah, I think this this one it may not have the best opening in the franchise, but it definitely has the best ending. Oh, for sure. That is the best part of this movie. I love this I, I movie. Say, I really I, do love this movie. Oh, I've cut, I yeah. I am surprised to say that this is my second favorite of the franchise. <clears throat> I yeah. love this movie. I think the, the red herrings are treated the best in the whole franchise. 
specifically the gymnastics kill, which is my oh, favorite in the entire totally. franchise. It, it is, is so intense so and so like there are a million different ways that this could be going down and it's so inventive and it's so it's shot so well it's acted well it's this movie's a ton of fun and such a loving closure like such a loving wrap on the book like you know like this yeah i like it a lot so what do you guys think about it i'm with you man i really really like this one to me this was like a real nice palate cleanser coming off yeah. the the fourth film i because it's just a steep decline, honestly, and like I, I, I don't know. I could easily see, have seen this one being just of the same quality, if not maybe worse, honestly. Um, but no, the, I was expecting it to be so much worse, and I'm like, how could totally. it get worse? And then I remember when I well, saw it, I was like, wow, like I was, I was so surprised by how much I liked it. It, it really works because it's, I don't know, it's kind of funny. It's probably the most similar to number two, in my opinion, but it does that a bit better. Where it's, it's a little bit more like way better. It's more way fun. better. It's exactly it has yeah. that kind of like reserved nature to it where like it really relies on those characters and they you really kind of know what they're feeling and there's like the you know the relationship of like the the two leads you know them living together and stuff like that or trying to work their relationship out they really develop that in the same way the second one does but like you said much it's a lot more fun and i think yeah. to me the i got i can't wait to talk about the ending because that is like in retrospect what kind of makes this film really exciting because everything you're saying those red herrings are really specific and really yeah. interesting it's Even, incredibly flawed but i forgive it i forgive the shit out of it oh, because the well, intention was so pure i mean for the record i enjoy this movie but this is also a movie where in the first five minutes there's a clear outrageous use of green screen and really bad adr literally oh, yeah. in the first like five minutes oh yeah the adr and honestly, is the one i mainly noticed from there, I was like, uh-oh, like, yeah. is this going to be, like, the complete garbage? happens, and you're like, god damn. And I don't know, like, maybe it's not the best of the opening premonitions, but I actually really liked the bridge yeah. scene. I, I thought it was cool. I liked how it was, like, in the same way, I guess, maybe, it's not as good as the lumber one, obviously, but, like, the way it's that would, like, happen, it's brutal, but also happened very, like, methodically and kind of slower. Yeah. So does the bridge. I really like that part about it. It's almost, like, kind of satisfying to see the bridge fall apart. The know? rebar flying through the character. <laughs> yeah, and, head, like, like, and, like, all of, like, the, yeah, the wires falling off and stuff from, like, David the... David is that, like, that's so fucking awesome. And, ah! oh. <laughs> and his, like, skin melts off and he flies off the bridge. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this is so much fun. Well, and there's even, like it took the fifth film for them to finally be like, okay, maybe in that first premonition, maybe someone lives, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's fun. Oh, like, totally. Like, not that yeah. that's like an ingenious thought, but it's like, okay, that to me makes me realize like what we were saying, like, oh, this is like a concept that could theoretically be done 50 times. And it's like little nuggets of that in this film that really make it work. Is it the best movie I've ever seen? No, but do I think that like, it's using kind of like the core ideas of final destination really well. Yeah, definitely. It's really fun. Yeah totally yeah. um yeah. the the lead was also in from prada to nada boozy what what are your thoughts on final destination 5 I have no idea what prada to nada is uh, i didn't either get, but i love that get name. woke yeah so final destination 5 i 100 percent agree i think it's funny that we haven't had a differing opinion on this franchise which is uh, you know it is what it is i think there's not a lot you can sink into these films in terms of either you like them or you don't there's not a whole lot to go otherwise there's not yeah. like a underlying story but this one is fun this one understood the assignment at all times i love that they had right at the start there was a logging truck passes them on the bridge there's a callback to two like instantly totally. right there and yeah. 
and just having these characters that are fleshed out just enough as they're coming into this barbecue company retreat thing i love that it gives you just enough that each of these characters that you figure out right away like there's the there's the sex hungry pervert dude yeah Yeah, there's the douchey boss uh and that's yeah it definitely drops the ball on a cup like that's the thing it's so hard to take it seriously and the moments where it is going so kooky but i and i appreciate the fact that they did that though i i it gives you enough of these characters to care about to to watch this that you can differentiate them which i I felt versus four i i they're all disposable characters in four i can't really remember them i remember any of their faces i can't Um, remember their archetypes even versus this one um i think this one is probably the funniest Mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah I, i agree one of my favorite jokes, and this has to be my favorite joke of the whole franchise, is when the, the horny dude's getting the massage and he asks if she speaks with subtitles and then they actually put subtitles on yeah, the... That was I, I was that like, was that's good. comedy gold. <laughs> yeah, and, that is really good. And, you know, there are some stupid things. Uh, like, this film obviously is why people go and do things after. Like, the one lady who's like, I need to go get an eye exam oh, i laser yeah and i will agree 100 percent. the the whole setup with the gymnastics one yeah. is so fun that it continuously subverts you and subverts yeah. you and yeah. in the fourth one the... that'd be done in 20 seconds that scene goes on for like five minutes exactly. Lucy, that one reminds me the most of the scene from the first one that you enjoyed the most that the house scene where it is mm-hmm. kind of the you know it's yeah. playing with what you're True. what you think is going to happen and there's so many different options too it's like yeah. okay like yeah. what and then it all kind and of the, like, the way that she dies, like a symphony. Like, she splits in half. It's oh, so yeah. fucking brutal and hilarious. Um, yeah. and, and oddly I, enough, it's the stepping on the nail that bothers me the most. Same here. Same here. <laughs> I will say about this one. I think the opening for this. I'll go to bat and say that this one's probably the best in the franchise because interesting. It does yeah, so much more that your characters have more control and it's what's going on around them that they can't control as much i uh, totally agree with you that makes like I, i'm with you on that you know you're, you're like with the the plane crash you there's nothing it is what it is do, there's it only is so many ways is. yeah yeah there's yeah and i think just for the bridge one is now you're dealing with your characters can move around but there's so much more going on and yeah it's like there's the wires there's the electrical there's uh, and it's it's interesting that you get to see other people around them get killed in similar ways as a build-up so you see that coming because yeah like all those construction workers just get murked yeah this is a great part to uh do a quick recap final destination one 292 deaths final destination two 16 deaths final destination three 14 deaths the final destination 64 deaths final destination 5 920 <laughs> holy shit <laughs> they took okay. out several small towns in saskatchewan people do get murdered <laughs> without a doubt yeah i think what i do like about this is it does feel like a f- like some for some reasons ob- more obvious than others but it does feel like a, f- a finishing to the series you know yeah. mm-hmm. And you can tell there's a lot of like heart going into it. Like it seems like a love letter in a weird way. Like well, an updated even some of the love characters, letter to this franchise. Some of these characters are named Peter uh, Friedkin, like uh, or Peter Friedkin. Friedkin. Friedkin, and Candace Hooper. Uh, oh, Olivia I Castle. didn't even. How the fuck? Did, I yeah. didn't realize that. So like they're paying homage to they're paying homage to the Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like I didn't uh, House on Haunted that. Hill. Like, yeah. like there's all these things that are like clearly in like 
you know, maybe it's not like the biggest love letter. To they're horror, doing the sleepwalkers. But like, yeah. But they're, yeah, they're, they're trying, you know, and, and it works. And I love the little pepperings of things too. Like, I think it really works in this film, especially because they, you know, it's a fairly tight film so they can get away with kind of having these like callbacks, like you mentioned, like the, the lumber truck on the bridge, mm-hmm. but then even, um, the one photo when the one, the one, one of the coworkers with like the glasses, when she picks up a photo and like, it's cracked, it's of the theme park from the mm-hmm. third yes. movie. Yep. And, and then when uh, the one dude, there's like a, in the bar, they're standing next to him and he's next to a race car and it's the race car from the fourth movie or from like that same um, yeah. speedway or whatever. I don't know. And even having Tony Todd back. Like, and then having Tony Todd back. Totally. Feel like and a, a love letter to this. So now, and that's the thing is like the, <clears throat> this fifth one is so self-aware and mm-hmm. I know that's what they were trying. But not too they're, much. But not no, too but much. They, were, they were trying to do that in four and use that as an excuse. To be like, oh, oh yeah, okay. no, we know what you guys are here for. It's like, well, no, actually, no. Like, the ones that really stand out, we kind of give a shit about some of these characters. Mm-hmm. And this one does that well enough. But it is the Tony Todd scene. Like, you guys had, I thought it was earlier on. But just remembering that it's this one, it makes it even better. That she's, he's like, how, do, why do we keep running into you? And he turns around, he's like, I'm the coroner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, people have been dying all around you, fuckers. <laughs> yeah. I, I I like right. how I don't know. It just kind of feels like back to basics in a way. You know, I like, want more. I want more. Yeah, I'm excited. The, the twist of having the people turn on each other and yeah. adding that element oh. of you can take a life. Did you guys like that? Life. I so loved that. Yeah. I I liked it in this movie, but previous films they kind of did that as well, but not nearly as well. Like the no. nerdy kid yeah. in the third movie who tries yeah. to like you know. Rev- like whatever try to get revenge this made for... a straight up villain basically it's a exactly. nice uh, with extra d- character for you. dollar store dave franco yeah with, with hgtv Fra- dave franco i guess the thing though like i don't know it to me i like the zaniness a bit more of like the third one but i do think that this one kind of pulls everything together like maybe it's part of me just knowing it's the last movie so i'm kind of mm-hmm. hoping that like some loose ends or like something's being tied together but I do think there is a little bit of that. And I think that goes a long way, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like like you're saying, Boozy, even the fact that, that like the you know, the characters turning on each other, that's something they've tried and haven't done as successfully in past films. But for me, it kind of works pretty well in this one. Mm-hmm. So it's all or... kind of like again, like playing with like the scenarios of like these premonitions and like how death is always gonna find you, kind of like looking into like the, you know, be- between the lines on how you can work around that and what makes sense. No, and I, I think another thing that we haven't, or that I don't remember, recall us talking about in the series is how death always leaves these notes everywhere. And right. I, I feel that that's something that was really left out of four, especially because it is such a garbled mess. I think that five really did a good job of putting that back together and having those moments because you have at the end where it's the big realization scene because the end of this movie is the perfect way to send off this franchise. I love how ruthless this film is the whole way through. And I think yeah, a good true. representation a of that is uh, the girl who has her head explode and then her eye just rolls around and then, and then gets the run over. Yeah, yeah squish. it just makes it a little more mean. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I think that this is so refreshing for this franchise. And yeah, I didn't know this film existed and I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. So it's funny because like I... I had never seen this movie before. It was my first time ever watching it today. But I had somehow seen the gymnastics scene before, like on YouTube. I think Colin, shout out Colin Sean, friend of the show. I, yeah. He loves this series. I think he's like sent that kill to me separately just to been like, yo, you got to see this. Like, this it is, is fucking crazy. so good. Um, okay, so I have to ask you guys. Did I guess, Mitch, 
you had seen this before, but like watching the film going through it, did you see the twist coming at all? Like the ending? Yeah. Okay, I will tell you. I remember where I was sitting when I first saw it, and I was like, the 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 experience jumped up five points easy, like out of ten for me being like, oh my god, yeah, they're on a plane and like this is happening. It's like this guy just got off because, and I'm like, yeah, no, the timeline is a mess. It doesn't make sense. But sure, what whatever. a love! And then having the credits play as all of the kills from the the franchise is just like my god that is how you end final destination and i was so happy didn't see it coming at all obviously like these movies aren't smart enough to do something like that or dumb enough like it's, well, I have they're to so give inconsistent them... boozy what about you sorry what did about you, you? Did you did you see it coming at all you know honestly i i didn't and it was just because i i just enjoyed the experience of this whole thing i, I just nothing got... they could do to make you think that was going to happen Okay. I, I would yeah like i i i'm sure kyle's like oh actually but i just i was enjoying the experience the whole way through and actually championing like how happy i was that this was so much better yeah it, it, okay like i was just really excited it's not really like an oh actually thing but the thing was was like i was as i was watching i was taking notes of like things that kind of didn't make sense right. like when she rolls up in the car like molly she's listening to everclear i'm like who listens to everclear in 2011 <laughs> so it's like little things like that and then when the the like the douchebag guy in the, in the massage car was like hold on a minute he has a phone and they close up on the phone and it's like a flip phone from like 2000. I'm like, why does he have a flip phone? And so I'm literally like making these notes. Oh, I like, even... make oh, I, like see... make... I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't that put either. that together. I was like compiling these things to like make fun of this movie with you guys. And then when the twist happened, I was like, I'm fucking stupid. Like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. So that's okay. So, it so there's, was there's set... really small things. Like maybe nothing major. Yeah. So the whole, and then on the ticket, he looks at his plane ticket. It says 2000. Oh man. man, yeah. See, that's I. I that makes it so much that. better. It does. Yeah, that's brilliant. you're right, Mitch. It doesn't make any sense. The timeline doesn't make any sense. Probably not if you were to actually like watch them. Listen, all. we're know. Halloween fans. We don't give a fuck about timeline. Well, exactly. Timeline don't but mean like, shit. It, it works enough for me just to love it so much more because of that. Oh like, man, that's awesome. Like that. That, that it attempts me... to do that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. It's and like it the... works enough. Like it's successful enough. I would say huh? it's at least like it's like seventy percent there. Texas Chainsaw 3D has. Uh, Alexander Daddario playing the little sister or like cousin of Leatherface, uh, and she's like twenty years old in it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's okay. like you got she would be like fifty something right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I most, felt like I got God. Fun... I got God because I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. these are like weird things to like fuck up. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. I can't wait to like tell Boozy that they're listening to Everclear, and yeah. then I was like, who wait the a minute. fuck? <laughs> I don't even listen to Everclear. Like well, I, I don't know. I just name... No man. I, I if there's anyone, bad, I, I'm funny. the Everclear fan. I was like, I can't name Father an Everclear song. Mine. Are you kidding me? Everything anyway. is wonderful now. Well, I mean, if you sang it, like I couldn't just instantly be like, oh, that's the Everclear song. Shout out oh, Everclear. Like yeah, Everclear. Shout out Everclear. Over, overhated band for that era. Whatever. I don't know. Fuck <laughs> <Everclear>. <laughs> All right. Cancel this seems out. like a great place to to end Kyle's life. So. Yeah. Do we want to do our rankings or have we gone yes. through it? Mitch, you uh, go first. Me go first? Yeah. All right. As said before, Final Destination 1 is my favorite. Um, nostalgic reasons almost entirely. Uh, Final Destination 5 is my second favorite in this franchise now because of the rewatch. Final Destination 3 is next. Final Destination 2 and then the Final Destination slash let's try to forget. Yeah. Who's next? I'm going to say five, 
three, one, two, the one I don't want to talk about again. Yeah, that's actually, that's a solid rating. I just, the more I think about that last one, the more I enjoy, and it wasn't that far removed in years. So it's wild how much just more of an actual film it is again, as opposed to just this mess. Anyway, Kyle, what is yours? No, I'm with you. I I would go three, one, five, two, and the final one, whatever. So the one with the last two, we all agree on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I will say awesome. that like I'd say one and five are like really close, like number two yeah. for me. To me too. Yeah. Oh, and I and like I love three too. Like I love three. Uh, I feel like so we found fun. a new like couple gems here. Like I yeah. totally like. Yeah, no, surprisingly enough, like I was a little bit worried because, you know, I, I had heard Boozy wasn't having as much fun as I have previously had with the Final Destination movie. Well, I was, all I was saying, like I said at the start, is I didn't know how they could squeeze five of them out. Yeah. 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 Now I'm very curious did. to see them, like, you know, take another swing at it and to see how they're going to treat it because it, it is Final Destination 6. So, like, they're they're keeping the canon going. Now it better be as smart and funny as five. Yeah, I hope I, so. I hope so I as well. Like, I feel like they could go about it in a smart way. I mean, like doing like kind of like meta meta retrospective stuff is really like you know a common trope to get into. Yeah. Not that like that's how they'll go about it, but I do think there's right, correct ways and interesting ways that Final Destination could go about doing something like that. Yeah. So right. I'd be into it. And in a weird way and uh, potentially ignorant way of thinking. I feel like we might have gotten past movies as bad as the final destination. I feel like like those movies just might not happen anymore because like you said, it had such a huge budget. It's like that shit just would not happen now. We're, like, we're a woke culture true. now. That's yeah. True. So hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll find out. Um, Cause we, we got a lot of shit big now. movies coming out. You guys, uh, I know boozy. We, uh, I'm going to talk about it, but we, we got to close it up. I just new Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes out on Friday and I'm very, very, very excited yeah, about it. I feel one. like you're like the only other person I know who's probably excited about it. Boozy oh, I'm um, so excited has uh, one questionable line in the trailer. But other than that, there's too much fucking shit on me. I can't see it. I'm ripping the fucking head off. Dude, I was crying. I'm ripping the fucking head off. <laughs> that looks like I don't even know to think about that one, to be honest. I watched a trailer and I was like, this looks pretty interesting i've Yo, heard that careful, a lot bro, and it's like we got you on camera you're gonna be canceled but uh i mean that's the if they would have taken that out i'd be all in but now i'm no, I was, I was stoked you know on what the... just a line like that isn't gonna ruin an experience for that's me true. i wasn't that offended by that i've heard way worse lines that's fair that's fair yeah well, all right well thank you kyle i'm no we're not even gonna make this a dramatic goodbye because it's not goodbye you're you're gonna be back on, but it's gonna be probably a couple months. It'll yeah. be a while, but I I just gotta say thank you to the both of you so so much for all the great memories, all the good times, walking me on with open arms, and really just being We're great down. friends along the way. So I really <laughs> I really appreciate it, and this We're gonna was miss a, this was fun to end uh, and my uh, constant run on your tenure, my tenure, and I'm. I'm looking forward to what both of you guys got in store. I'm looking forward to what the show has in store and everything. I'll I'll be listening and we won't be strangers, but obviously don't be strangers. And thanks for everything. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Seriously. Yeah. Love absolutely love having you on the show. And Everybody sad, sad, sad to oh, see sorry. you go, but really happy to know that you're gonna be going on to some pretty great things. 
You're sad doing... to see you go, yeah. but love to watch you walk away. And <laughs> holy um... fuck, he joined the show for this exact reason. That's right. That's for the right. one time where we could do the final butt joke. Yeah. And yeah. Kyle, like, make sure everybody go file call or go follow Kyle on all his social medias. Go follow River Slam. Yeah. Awesome band. Shout out River Slam. We would love River Slam even if we didn't know Kyle. That's it's true. Wow. Fucking rock. That means a lot. Thanks. No, it is true. Yeah, you're 100 true. Yeah, you guys are sick as hell. Um, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Terror Table. Thank you once again, Kyle Zervinsky, the hottest ass in the podcast game. <laughs> I'm signing out. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. I close.